0: Well, it is. Look at that. Look at I am I am recording this live mm. from the new year from 2024. That's right. <laughs> we're yes. coming to
1: you live from the future. Yeah, Woo-hoo. we're all in different places.
0: AJ is still is in his home, his sort of usual place. Yeah. Josh is in an undisclosed location on the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. My bunker, deep underground. Yeah, I am in the ball. Mm. Ooh. I'm in the ball and it's oh god oh oh I think it's fu- ah, oh. Oh, it doesn't
2: okay, no, like it's, it's, plummet it's, yeah
0: no but it, it's still it's very if you were in something AJ and it started to just move down out of nowhere uh, oh is oh. the ball fucking you uh, <laughs> uh, 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 scary so many possible words
2: of all possible worlds, the first and only podcast where the ball fucks you. I'm the uh, worst of all possible A.J.'s. I, 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 I'm the worst <laughs> of all possible,
0: Brian. Why the... did I ever want to do this?
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I'm the worst of all possible, Josh. Yes, we are yeah. back at it again in the new year, which it is right now when we're yeah, recording yeah. this for sure. <laughs> and uh, we're here to talk about... The next installment in the Left Behind series. That's right. We're back on our bullshit. Yep. Uh, re- recapping Kurt
0: Cameron's the- Cameron's
2: got the mad hits. He, he does The sequel to
0: Left Behind. Yeah. Right in front of. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, let me just.
2: Tribulation
1: give me... Force. I actually need to subtitle of literally this literally reach over and pick my book up. Hold on. Ugh. Okay. Oh, oh, it's so heavy.
2: Oh, it's so my God. heavy. Oh,
1: oh, there's so many pages in this book. The, the audiobook is 11 hours long. Is it really? That's oh, far yeah. longer than it should be because. Uh, they got Werner Herzog to read it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to mostly be talking about the movie today. And if you haven't been uh, following, our coverage of the Left Behind series so far. You can feel free to go back and listen to our first episode about the original Left Behind. Uh, You can go back even further and listen to our uh, episode about the movie Thief in the Night. Basically, we have been for a while now recapping stuff that is to do with the rapture. This is the idea that Jesus Christ in all of his glory is going to come back down to Earth, but not before he fucking yeets his favorite people up into the sky first (laughs) And then subjects the rest of the world, both the uh, continuing sinners and those who have chosen to be saved, to seven years of absolute torment.
2: Among those people? Catholics. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yeah. It doesn't get a whole lot of attention in the movie because the
0: movie desperately needs to make money. But in the book, it's very staunchly Mm anti-Catholic. Right. Uh, I was always told in Sunday school that uh, after the rapture, it's too late. It doesn't matter if you accept Jesus, you are, you are fucked. God does not want you anymore. That
2: was always my understanding as well, actually, but that doesn't make for a great narrative arc. No, but it's fine.
0: you know, theologically it's fine because all this stuff is really just people kind of feeling something
1: out. There's there's nothing there's nothing going on here. This series, the Left Behind series, was a genuine cultural phenomenon in 1999. Right. Right. And a big piece of this was that the year 2000 was coming up. We, of course, will all remember the Y2K panic and the idea yeah. that, like, this might just be it. The the spin-off of the X-Files called Millennium. Was it approaching? Y- yes, actually. <laughs> that is kind of what the show is about. Yeah.
0: Oh, shit.
2: But, uh, you know, I think the big twist was that it wasn't the Millennium. It was the Willennium.
1: Yeah. Right, right. Well, we didn't know that at the time.
2: Right. No, <laughs> no, no.
0: <laughs> who could have predicted? The only one who knew that was Jada. And even she strayed from the truth.
1: Mm, yeah, at that time, like like the Apostle Peter. <laughs> I am holding on to my copy of Left Behind: Tribulation Force, the continuing drama of those left behind. This is a paperback that I procured at the uh, Christian Education Thrift Store for the low, low price of fifty cents. What a resale value! Incredible resale value. You can see wow. here there's something printed on the cover, and I think you had mentioned this, Brian, when we did the yeah, first Left Behind every cover. episode. Every cover shows you how many copies the series has sold so far. <laughs> so this copy of Tribulation Force at the time of printing, and this is a first edition paperback, says over 1,500,000 sold in series.
2: Well, and I think that's interesting that they say in series, because clearly it was like the first book, maybe yeah. the second book, yeah. but there had to have been diminishing returns at a certain point because there I are don't know, a man. lot there, of books there, in there the there series. Are, I
1: think 16 books in the series in total. They, they are, they're
0: still writing them. <laughs> are <laughs> they? Yes. What's left? I think... <laughs> I think it's looped around to the point where Jerry B Jenkins is going back to the early books and and uh re-upping them essentially. No way. Like like making like getting rid of 90s references and making them a little bit more in line. Not to the same degree as the new movies are. Sure. Cuz the the 2022 version of Tribulation Force has thrown in a bunch of stuff about vaccines. That's mostly yes. just confusing. Oh yes. hell yeah!
2: I thought I thought the new Left Behind came out in 2023. It, did, was there a was different it this year? Yeah, it was. I thought, or, or it was was the it Kevin it Last right? year we are in the future. This is 2024. Hey, yeah, the year yeah. that we're in oh. right now. Yeah. yeah. Brian's in a ball <laughs> either way it
0: was yeah it's a post COVID one and they decided to throw in a bunch of COVID stuff that doesn't actually line up with what this book is about at all right because it's all just about uh, Jews
1: yeah so uh, mm-hmm. a lot of interesting stuff in this book and we will get to it when we get to it but uh, because Brian and AJ remain proudly illiterate I'm the only one yes. who actually read the book yeah um, baby ev- the, the three of us however did watch the motion picture called yeah left behind tribulation force and that's most of what we're going to be talking about the original
0: tribulation force movie which is the sequel to the original left behind movie and still stars
2: Kirk Cameron as Buck Williams our our favorite just weirdest guy who has ever lived (laughs) Kirk Cameron a man who will not kiss anyone that is not his wife and so this rom-com that he finds himself in in this movie is deeply weird because it's just a lot of meaningful hugs Mm -hmm. like he's in it's an always sunny sketch where there's just a sexually charged hug every 15 minutes he kisses a cheek I was surprised about that and not a butt cheek
1: uh
0: that that would be And immediately after they have Rayford Steele the father of this character that he just kissed also kiss her on the same cheek to be like it's okay folks don't get too excited no no it's a
2: trans for. it's it's showing that <laughs> that's the closest they get to buck. smooching yeah they do i mean there is a prayer scene in this where i'm oh, like oh my oh, god go yes
1: oh boy i'm yeah. glad you picked up on wait that wait a too. second wait a second oh no no, no. god no. no rayford oh, yeah. oh no uh-huh. buck uh-huh yeah chloe yeah chloe <laughs> what is this mm. Mm. what is this uh, it's oh, the, it's oh. the three main characters. It's three of the three four main characters, main characters, characters show, of t- Tribulation Force. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, one's yeah, yeah. like The fourth one, by the way, his name is Bruce. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Wait. <laughs> hold on. Bruce.
0: <laughs> yeah. Buck.
1: Hmm. Ben Judah. <laughs> <laughs> huh?
2: What is this? I forgot. What, what is this? What is this? What is this? <laughs> you know, this, being in the future of what is, tra- that? what is this? You know, it, this is also a thing, uh, listeners, you should know that uh, every year right before uh, the new year turns, uh, Brian, Josh, and I all hit each other in the head with giant mallets. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and so we can forget everything that happened in the year that before. Is, that,
0: is, that is a premier ball activity. They all come to the ball and we <laughs> hit each other with ball hammers. And that and was all uh, the- hammers
1: the, the king's ball. That was the thing yeah. about last year i'm sure you remember last year when i told everybody yeah i got concussed skiing that wasn't true, true. it was yes. actually just
2: lingering impacts from the hammers from the mallets we have our names on them they're all color-coded every year we get each other bigger mallets it's really
0: it's a lovely wait tradition a wait a second wait uh, okay. big mallets the ball
2: <laughs> a ski trip yeah
0: what is this? What is this?
3: <laughs> what is this? What is this? I'm asking
2: you. So here's so here's the thing. This <laughs> this movie is produced by Cloud Ten Productions, which that's to one me, more than Cloud
1: Nine. Your, I made that joke last year.
2: <laughs> doesn't it doesn't it always feel like this time it really hit me that like uh <laughs> it's got like an hour amps go up to eleven vibe. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: when when these opening credits came up. Mm. I was on cloud 10. I was like, yeah. we are so fucking oh, we back. We are so dude. fucking
2: back. It's, it's the fact that it's like a missing persons board, but it's only kind of halfway filled out, which is right. what well, this you- whole movie feels like. It's like they're half filled at best. Every single one is maybe half done, which it like in terms of production design, it feels like all of these things were just like, yeah, good enough.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. No, exactly. The, 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 the like half filled. Uh, wall of missing people is I think emblematic of this film overall this film somehow feels even lower budget and lower effort than the original Kirk Cameron left behind, which is really
0: yeah. saying something. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: like when you watch the Atlas Shrugged sequels,
0: mm, it's mm-hmm. like clear that they just have a smaller and smaller budget. Which Brian
2: does every Christmas. He sits oh, down yeah. with his family and goes through the entire Atlas Shrugged quadrology. How many are there? Three. There's, There's three. just okay. a trilogy. Okay. I thought yeah. maybe they split the last part into two more They parts. They couldn't afford to. Uh, that's fair.
1: <laughs> so we remember, of course, Buck Williams, our intrepid journalist.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: he of course is the one who is played by Kirk Cameron. He works for GNN, yes, the TV news
2: network, the Global News Network, uh, Global and also you know this is a guy who's never found a suit that has fit him in his Correct. entire life Correct. He always, um, he's always just like no i want it bigger he's so small he's just
1: a very small he's a man little there's nothing boy. wrong with being a short king it's no, just that for some not. reason they are completely insistent on in you know who knows to what extent this was the creators the directors fucking you know kirk cameron himself insistent on trying to make him be like a big tough guy and he's just
0: not make me large i must be large (laughs) in my suit david
1: burns suit
2: yeah Um, i know he he, was just like stop making sense for the entirety of the costume design for this film
1: but uh yeah buck is you know delivering one of his famous i guess monologues because he's on this news station and he has captured the attention of one Nikolai Carpathia, who we might Ooh. remember is, in fact, the Antichrist.
4: Oh. But the post disaster cleanup is not the only issue facing overstrained governments around Look the world. Look at this. Acts of violence, theft, Young. And property crimes are at energetic. Levels. Honest. What is this?
1: <laughs> yeah, what, what is this? <laughs> Let's talk about yeah. Gordon Curry's performance here. Tasty. <laughs> <laughs> tasty. <laughs> who, who doesn't love some curry? Go well, on. <laughs> it's
0: very tasty, spicy, but not too
2: spicy. He is actually probably the most charismatic actor in this film. Uh he yeah. has made a choice to make Nikolai Carpathia Russian for reasons that well, are very well, he's
0: Romanian,
2: and oh, that is a that is a oh,
0: pitch perfect Romanian accent. Oh, <laughs> if I ever heard the funny one.
1: thing is, I know we have Romanian listeners. So, yeah. Romanian listeners, let us know in the yes. comments or over social Sound media yeah. uh, how accurate that Romanian accent is. I know it's great. Is that in the books? <laughs> is that like is that yeah. accent written into the books? Well, okay. not the not the accent, but the fact that he is <laughs> yeah, written yeah, out phonetically. No, but the fact that he is Romanian is very very important in the books. Because of the fact that so much of the narrative of the books is guided by Tim LaHaye, who you'll yeah, remember right. is sort of, he's not the guy writing this, but he's the guy giving Jerry Jenkins notes on it he's needs the to be man. this yeah. way. It's very important to him that the guy be from Romania because then it fulfills the prophecy that he'll be Roman.
0: Yeah. Which is not yeah. how
1: this works at all. And, and oh my god. There's, what? there's also
0: like a communism angle. If I remember yeah. correctly, Nikolai Carpathia has two gay dads? I think you're right and he and was, he's born from artificial insemination because they're like Marxist fag
2: scholars. Or but something. he like overcame,
1: mm. you know, the 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 constraints of as uh, Romania and I, it's yeah. it's a, it's a mess. It's a But it's he a also, mess. I
2: mean, in this this movie kind of casually throws out that he was stabbed as a child, yeah. which I yeah. guess is I, I, I was unclear if that was made up or that was a thing that actually happened right. to the like character. Right. Like there, there's
0: so much in this story in particular that relies on information that you should just receive earlier. Yes. Right. You could even right. receive it in the movie. You could have Nikolai talking about like, oh, yes, when I was a small boy on the firm and I <laughs> got stabbed by the tractor or whatever. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then you have Ben Judah could just be introduced as a character at some point. Before the third act of the film. Right. Yeah. Well and yeah,
1: But no, these are all things that do happen in the book. The yeah. problem is that the book is unbelievably fucking boring, like even more boring <laughs> than the movie because yeah. it's Which so up its ass with these like specific detail things that are not particularly salient to the plot at all.
2: Yeah, this is like if Marshall Younger wrote a book.
1: Carpathia's plan is to bring the whole world under one government. This will be under the governing auspices of the United Nations, uh, Mm -hmm. which is he is going to rename the global community because he is globo homo. Global citizen.
2: That's right. One currency, baby. And that currency is (laughs) (laughs) Pop'scoin.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Every every currency has collapsed. He's in this UN meeting with five people. Yep. Uh, broadcast to the world of 12 people <laughs> which yeah. again
2: that's an interesting choice right if like half the un got fucking yeeted in the right, rapture right right that, right that seems like a choice but there's just enough people where you're like <laughs> oh they couldn't <laughs> fill out the extras for the right. day they
0: just could not afford the the whole room this is why dallas jenkins jerry's son has figured out how to like populate his tv show about jesus with followers of Christ by just getting unpaid extras,
1: right? Oh, sure. How do we find Carpathia as an antagonist? Because we'll remember at the end of the first Left Behind movie, he shoots that guy in the face or whatever. And so, ooh,
2: he's evil. But like, do we actually buy him? I mean, I think what's interesting is that he's incredibly stupid. And that makes me think that the heroes are also like incredibly stupid. Like it makes their accomplishments a lot Less impressive, and I think there's actually a very compelling version of Carpathia that already mm. exists. His name is Adrian Vite. He is Ozymandias. Mm, it is this mm-hmm. idea that he is trying to do the greater good of the world, but just has this like very warped idea of what that is. It, had we seen him actually take like more violent steps or like do things. Mm-hmm that were just more evil than i would have bought him more as a demon than just like showing him with hollowed out eyes at one point
0: this is like a 15 book series so he's still ramping up his evil because i don't know they're under the delusion right now that they're going to somehow be able to make a movie of each book which is just not of course not going to happen they make one more movie called world at war which tries to condense a few things but like yeah they need to build it up now because. They, they already they already uh, dropped the shoe in the first movie. He shot two guys right. and then hypnotized people. So yeah. he's got to go further now. We can't step back and just have him be like, I'm making one world currency and no religion anymore. I make no fancy bumper stickers say coexist.
1: <laughs> 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 the other thing, too, about Carpathia, you know, is that he is bamboozling everybody except mm-hmm. for Buck. Right. Buck being our hero, he was not taken in by any of that bullshit. Now, this is a difference between the movie and the book, where in the book, not only was Buck not taken in, but everybody else got hypnotized to think that Buck wasn't even there at all. Why? Why would Carpathia do that? So that well, I'm glad you asked. So (laughs) that (laughs) so that Buck's superiors would all be like Oh you didn't show up to the important thing. What's going on? Are you really on your game anymore? So that then he, <laughs> Carpathia could manipulate him more easily into becoming his own like personal not press secretary but like preferred journalist guy basically.
2: But wouldn't Carpathia want him to be more powerful and more on top of his game so more people would listen to him like they do in the movie? Well, that's I- what
1: he does. He ends up uh pitching him on having an entire network of his own under the global homo. Oh, so does he end up on TV in the books? I don't know if he ends up on TV or not. I think he might still be in print, but it's like he offers him the opportunity to be... The editor of the most important newspaper in the world.
2: Oh, oh, so he would become like <laughs> the Carpathian News Network or CNN. I'm
1: sure all of these details are just absolutely scintillating to the well, listeners. Well, I mean, too, I mean, like, no, but
2: that's the thing: is that like scintillating the de- to me? <laughs> the, the, the details are all that this movie has, yeah, right? Yeah, like, it, yeah. it, if you build your whole thing on lore, you have to like go into and like study the nitty gritty. Like, for example, this world that's ended, this horrible right. hellscape, right. has working TV, cell service, right. A pretty quiet life in the suburbs, all things considered. Except
1: for all of the guys who huddle around burning barrels like in Deus Ex and Battery Park. <laughs> yeah,
2: okay. So here's the thing, right? These We see these teens, these like local teens trying to break into a destroyed van who yeah. are oh, then right, yeah. shot down by just like a roving band of like law enforcement yeah Which, this, i mean fair fair the of law is enforcement full just straight out of a thief in the
0: night right where you had those un troops like patrolling in tanks these right. guys just see like this isn't even really a crime this is a burned out van that no one's using and so these guys are just trying to jimmy a lock and then the un guys are just like
2: blammo blammo yeah kirk Hammer looks so cool riding up on his little motorcycle vroom vroom and uh he he's like why did you kill them why did you you couldn't have done this way well, anyone should have done this I, and they're like well because we wanted to or whatever and they march away <laughs> right but it's like okay so this is a world of complete moral depravity right these are like yeah. the worst of the worst people left in behind. fact
0: in fact aj mm. it's a world of total depravity oh,
2: oh. Oh, God. Sorry, sorry. I leaned on the Josh button just a little,
3: <laughs> a little too long there.
2: My bad. Uh, but I, I, I don't understand why they draw the line at breaking into a car where, like, murder is legal. people people having sex in the street or whatever. But people well, like, yeah. are having sex in the street,
1: there. AJ. That doesn't happen. You, you can't just insert your own fantasy into this movie.
2: Well, then what's yeah. the, what's being what? What's the
1: depravity then? Well, and, I, and that, I they don't ex- show it. It's the yeah. Adventures and Odyssey problem, right? right. I, I think right.
0: this speaks to the historical presence of this and A Thief in the Night, whereas A Thief in the Night, which had even less money and couldn't afford any extras, when they show the UN troops patrolling, all the streets are empty, right? All of downtown Des Moines right. is, is That's devoid right. yeah. of people. Which whereas is here, how
1: things would be under martial law. You wouldn't right. go outside. Right, whereas here, in the post-Reagan like Reagan
0: era, You get this this belief, this increasing and uh, often uh, are very thoroughly articulated in the case of Orson Scott Card belief that martial law is going to somehow come hand in hand with increased inner city street crime. Right. Because these people see like a black kid breaking a window as the same persecution of them personally as like the government coming to their home and stealing their Bibles.
2: Jesus Christ.
0: Orson Scott Card believed that Obama was going to do that, by the way. Did he really? And he wrote about it in his blog oh, good. in oh. 2008, and it's so funny. <laughs> that man has taken the closet to the ultimate
2: extremes. <laughs> <laughs> that man is so gay that he just became Hitler. I want to I talk a little bit about the dialogue in this movie, if we could, uh, because I know we're going to get into like the lore <laughs> specifics, but I just want to give a shout out to how deeply and specifically terrible the dialogue is. Oh, because yeah. Because even Josh Usana us over a couple of things because i brian and i are illiterate but you did send us over some pages yeah uh, from the book little excerpts yeah they got those little there. funny
0: pictures all over them in the lines <laughs> in the lines
2: so I, 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 when i read them sometimes like sounds happen in my head but sometimes i get fluids coming out of parts of me wait <laughs> fluids coming out of parts of you mm. Hmm. what <laughs> funny little what? pictures what what is this what is this Anyway, so there's a bit where the this piece of dialogue uh, comes roaring to the foray and it goes a little yeah. something like this
4: It's only natural that people are gonna try to return to the ancient symbols of their religion to find answers You can't just shut down the Wailing Wall,
2: ah. but it's being described as a safety precaution. Yes Yes, the UN did shut down one of the world's holiest sites, but look what happened oh. Three men were burned to death. Well, did they have any other choice? But what really happened? How did they die? People don't just burn to death in
1: the middle of the day.
0: When, when When? do they burn?
2: Midnight. Every night.
0: I feel like, you know, it's the Levant. The The sun is hot and bright. You know, the whole, the whole place is hot.
2: That's when I would expect someone to burn to death. Right. Honestly. I don't understand the point that it's trying to make. I don't understand the sentence structure. It has to be a quote from the book. Right, Josh?
1: Yeah, I think it is. I mean, so here's what this is. Ta- this this is all referring to, right, is that there's these two guys and they're hanging out by the Western Wall uh, of yeah. the temple in Jerusalem. Right. Mm-hmm. And according to Tim LaHaye's theology about all of this, this is a very literal thing that comes straight from the Bible where there's yeah. going to be these two, two prophets who are speaking out about what's going to happen. Mm. and they will uh, breathe fire, I guess. I I don't actually, I wasn't able to find the verse, were you? I I love, so yeah, this is one of my favorite
0: little chapters. I was a big Revelation head growing up. I I knew Uh, I could count on you for this. You know, I I wasn't a big left behind head. Of course, I had seen these two movies. I never watched World at War, but like I did love the book of Revelation. So this is one of my favorite chapters because it gets so specific in such bizarre ways. And I I just kind of want to read through Uh, all of this section, if you will indulge me. Yeah. Okay, this is the two witnesses. Uh, this is the revelation of St. John, uh, chapter 11. I was given a reed like a measuring rod, and I was told, go and measure the temple of God and the altar with its worshipers, but exclude the outer court. Do not measure it, because it has been given to the Gentiles. They will trample on the holy city for 42 months. And I will appoint my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for one thousand two hundred and sixty days, clothed in sackcloth. <laughs> I don't know why I said sackcloth that way. Clothed in sackcloth, they are quote the two olive trees end quote, and the two lampstands, and they stand before <laughs> and the he Lord didn't of like the lampstands.
2: <laughs> he was i get i guess because they breathe fire i get yeah. it it's just such a strange turn of phrase all Those, of this is very strange the number specificity has always been a very very, very specific point for John. yeah
0: yeah yeah if anyone tries to harm them fire comes from their mouths and devours their enemies Num-num-num. this is how anyone who wants to harm them must die they have power to shut up the heavens so that it will not rain during the time that they are prophesying and they will have the power to turn the waters into blood and to strike the earth with every kind of plague as often
2: as they want. Wow. <laughs> so they get they get access to all ten, like, immediately. They could just, like, keep taking out firstborn yeah. sons as often as they want to.
0: And stuff that doesn't happen, I guess it probably happens in the next book, is the stuff that, that we get more specific numbers and things like that. So now when they have finished their testimony, the beast comes up from the abyss and will attack them and overpower and kill them. Their bodies will lie in the public square of the great city, which is figuratively called Sodom and Egypt, where also their Lord was crucified. For three and a half days, some from every people, tribe, language, and nation will gaze on their bodies and refuse them burial. The inhabitants of the earth will gloat over them and will celebrate by sending each other gifts because those two prophets had tormented those who live on the earth. After three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them, and they stood on their feet, and terror struck those who saw them. Then they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, Come up here. And they went up to heaven. (laughs) (laughs) And they went up to heaven in a cloud while their enemies looked on. At that very hour, there was a severe earthquake, and a tenth of the city collapsed. 7,000 people were killed in the earthquake, and the survivors were terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe has passed. The third woe is coming soon. Whoa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and there it is! These two guys, in the book especially, are the focus of most of it. Which again, yeah. is they, they not, should yeah. be. Which they should be, because they're, it's kind of cool. Yeah. I actually do want to read the mutants for God's sake <laughs> yeah, I mean like, one of the few times that Jerry Jenkins is actually a compelling writer is when he's writing violence. Um, mm. he should uh, uh, sure we might remember this as well from the first uh, one where the way that he described the murder happening right when Carpathia killed those guys is actually pretty creepy. The way that he describes these guys breathing fire is pretty cool too. This is uh on page 323 in the trade paperback <laughs> <laughs> Buck reached into his bag and turned on the tape recorder. The man ran to the front of the crowd. The two witnesses stopped preaching and stood shoulder to shoulder, glaring at the gunman as he approached. He ran full speed, firing as he ran, but the preachers stood rock solid. Not speaking, not moving, arms crossed over their ragged robes. When the young man got within five feet of them, he seemed to hit an invisible wall. He recoiled and flipped over backward, his weapon clattering away. His head smacked the ground first and he lay groaning. Suddenly one of the preachers shouted, you are forbidden to come nigh to the servants of the Most High God. We are under his protection until the due time and woe to anyone who approaches without the covering of Yahweh himself. And as he finished, The other breathed from his mouth a column of fire that incinerated the man's clothes, consumed his flesh and organs, and in seconds left a charred skeleton smoking on the ground. The weapon melted and was fused to the cement, and the man's molten necklace (laughs) dripped gold through the cavity in his
2: chest. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> I do like to imagine that, like, all his all his skin burns off, and the skeleton says, "It's a living." And then, like, falls <laughs> <to> the <laughs> ground.
0: Here's the thing: like, we got two guys. They are in the holiest place on Earth. They are spitting fire,
1: mm. <laughs> and, and not the
0: bars, bars. Yeah. <laughs> they they are bars. speaking in a way that all people from all backgrounds, countries all over the world, can instantly understand. These men are podcasters, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is
2: which one of us has to go oh it's me it's 100% me I, oh, think okay. I ran into the invisible wall and said it's a living before disintegrating
0: it's like it's like Ken in the Barbie movie like trying to surf and then he hits the yeah. wave and he just spins around a million times
1: uh, but yeah I mean so the, these guys
0: I'm just
2: Ben
1: Judah uh Thanks AJ
2: Ben Judah's
0: Mojo Dojo Casa House (laughs)
3: Yes!
1: (laughs) We're back! We're cooking with fire! No, keep going, keep going, keep going We're spitting Uh, fire, keep going That's that's it, that's all Uh, I have
0: I Uh, I I I wasn't a huge fan of the movie Oh, Barbie?
2: Yeah. Left Behind Tribulation
1: Force. <laughs> no,
0: big fan of Left okay. Behind Tribulation Me too. Force. Okay, Me we too. have
2: to back up a bit because we, we don't get to meet that... these two flaming dudes for a while, right? That's true. I just no. We just had to talk about them because they're so cool. To. They we are so to. cool and should be the focus of this movie. But actually, I will say that yeah. Brian, having now listened to uh, the original text, it actually makes this movie infinitely less impressive.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. it's
2: not doing adaptation. I think it thinks it's being very clever in how it's doing adaptation. But what it's actually doing is just very literal. It's just yeah, a very like, literal reading. The,
0: but like these guys too it's like it's also not literal enough because mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah these guys just stand by the whaling the
2: the,
0: the the, the the book makes it clear they're actually ambulatory. They're walking around and they, they can stomp their feet and kill all
1: the plants around them, right? right. They can just do plagues at will. Right. These
0: guys are fuck, they suck. They're no, awful. No, they suck
1: in the movie. They're just standing there with these fucking children's Bible pageant-ass costumes.
2: One of them is wearing fake teeth for some yeah, reason? I want to be
0: clear, you can watch this movie on YouTube. Uh, Just cut ahead to the last half hour or so. <laughs> skim around and look at this because this is one of the, that is one of the funniest scenes it's in really the film. It's really funny. When they but actually like,
1: blow the fire, yeah. But if
0: if they got really into the weird like uh, ancient Hebrew Gematria Kabbalistic mm-hmm. stuff that's in the book of Revelation, it would be much more interesting. But they still have to kind of keep their
1: Tom Clancy-esque yeah, tone. No, what we yeah. get instead is what everybody loves, office politics. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Because, you know, Buck, being the intrepid journalist that he is, well, he's not going to let anybody in the bureaucracy pin him down, right? Mm-mm. No. And, uh, mm-hmm. Not his boss named Steve Plank? St-
2: I also wrote <laughs> Steve Plank and then underlined it five times.
0: He, he is the smallest possible measurement of Steve's.
2: <laughs> you know what? It was really unfortunate that he got uh he he, he got promoted over Steve Cubit. I think that was I think it was really his time to shine. He well, was it was just too
1: large of a Steve. People, Wait a minute, fr- people forget about Steve handbreadth. That's the worst one, honestly. Wait a minute.
2: <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Steve plank mm. Mm. steve cubit uh-huh. yeah buck williams yes yeah. what what is this what is this a news organization it is this is the
1: global news network i see i, I, I see I...
2: and you know what And you know the best way to, to report news josh yeah in the lobby of the building. Yeah, for sure. Where the door can open and close <laughs> during live broadcasts, seemingly at will.
1: And, you know, around here, I like, I don't have the most detailed memory of what happens in this part because this movie, like, Doesn't passes matter. through like a sieve. What I will say is that I have a note here in all caps. How much of this movie is going to be people watching TV? Because yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. And, and here's the thing is, like, they have established the two men breathing
0: fire in some vague sense guys have been guys have caught on fire at the western wall it's closed off big government trying to close everything closing our schools closing our beauty parlors (laughs) what it should be if they can't afford to do the western wall and do the fire breathing for the whole movie i get it but then you make it about buck following the trail right yeah you make it about him doing some detective work and instead, what we get is just constant scenes of Nikolai Carpathia saying the exact same thing over and over and over again, or other people saying what Nikolai Carpathia just said. Yep. There will be one government, one religion. Everything seems to be
1: fine. Well, and we yeah. get a lot of meetings, too, which is another yeah. commonality between the movie and the book. So many meetings. And yeah. one of the meetings is at the church. We've got Bruce. And of course, we'll remember that Bruce is the pastor, right? He's the one who... He was the pastor who didn't believe
0: in didn't God. Didn't really
2: believe
1: in Jesus.
2: He also he also screams one of the great lines from that film. He which, sure does. Uh, I don't know if we still have that. Oh, God! There, there we is. go.
1: We love. <laughs>
2: yeah, but, but, but uh, he's
1: preaching. <clears throat> he is preaching. And sort of a core group has now formed, right? We've got Rayford Steele, the airline yeah. pilot. We've got Chloe, his daughter. Yeah, got Buck Williams. Mm-hmm. We got Bruce. Hold on, hold on. What is this? No, some kind I, of a some kind of force. Yeah, it's some kind of tribulation force. Maybe.
4: UN just wrapped up another press conference. Nikolai's not wasting any time. The way they're talking, he's not just Secretary General of the UN. Oh, it's more like he's President of the entire planet. Oh, okay, That's classic. Oh. Uh huh. What are we gonna do? Only thing we can do. Work together to share the truth with anyone who will hear it. Well, that's a pretty tall order. Everyone in the world thinks Nikolai is some sort of superhero to convince him that he's a bad guy. Well, that's going to well, be. How do we stop him? We can't stop him. We can't change the events of the Bible. The Antichrist. <laughs> what are we doing? Be... What we have to do is fight him, oh. all of us, together. Form our own tribulation force. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, okay. So, first how... of all, the yeah.
2: sirens. Not, Not coming our department.
0: apartment. Yeah, I know. No, no. For once.
2: Because I'm once. in
0: Gallup, New Mexico, baby. Um, there are no vehicles here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we but ride yeah. nothing but horses. It this is, is my dream scenario. <laughs> this is sort of the
1: moment here where, you know, this is 12 minutes into the movie and they've said the title of the movie. Um, this is going to be an organization where they meet up and they talk and that's it. That's the tribulation that's, force. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, that's that. Fifteen bucks of this. Of just <laughs> you can't do shit. God already got this figured out. You just hang. And you so, just hang. But I guess yeah. that's the thing that I wanted to point up. Right? Is that this this pr- this poses a massive, dramatic problem. Yeah. Right? right. Because the entire point of a story is that your characters need to have some sort of agency, and they might not succeed. But they need to at least have the possibility of achieving their uh, their their intended uh, outcomes. Right. Yeah. 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 And it's even more explicit in the book where they never actually talk about what they think they want to do. They just pray all the time and wait (laughs) until God tells them what to
2: do. It's so boring. And again, when you talk about God in books or you talk about, you know, any sort of higher power like say the island in Lost. Mm -hmm. There is a point where God is not real in the books. God is the author. Right. Because the author is the one actually dictating like the plot so really yeah. when they're praying they're just praying to the author of left behind and I don't know how to tell them this you gotta find a better god man <laughs> well I that's
1: that's strange that you say that because I I pray like five hail Jerry's every morning <laughs> so I don't
2: well Jerry be Jerry <laughs> Jerry be full of grace <laughs> the, Lord is... the Lord is with me <laughs> is, blessed is the fruit of thy womb
0: Jerry, Jerry. fun, fun Jerry. thing about fun thing about Jerry Jenkins also a blessed virgin oh,
2: <laughs> that's very true really Lehe didn't even throw him a handy at any point like, doesn't count that's that's just
0: like that's just a you know that's just a friendly encounter. Yeah, uh, Between two brothers in
2: Christ. So I'm another sure piece. Kirk Cameron got several during this filming I'm so sorry, Josh. Please no, continue. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're doing great. So we're, we're doing great. So Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Kirk <laughs> Cameron eats his own cum.
1: Keep going. So uh that Alleged. uh, Allegedly, allegedly, not actionable. Parody, satire, Minecraft. It is here that
2: it age <laughs> crosses a line with the Way of the Master. <laughs> <laughs> he freezes it and puts it in old fashions he calls them whiskey salties anyway Ooh. please continue
1: <laughs> well so i i to the, the point of uh talking about hail jerry's and our jenkins yeah. Uh, yeah made me think about this book's approach to catholicism because we had alluded a little bit earlier to how uh it's not the most pro-catholic thing in the world right and yeah, this doesn't the, really no. come through in the movie, because again, as you said, Brian, it has to be marketable. But AJ, being our resident Catholic, Hi. uh I decided that it might be nice for you to have a chance to read a little bit of uh Jerry Jenkins' thoughts on Catholics. Or more likely honestly LaHayes, because again, we'll remember that yeah. Tim LaHaye in the book is the one who's really saying this is how things are, and then Jenkins is writing it out. But uh sure. yeah, why don't you go ahead and read that first excerpt that I pulled uh and it's the three screenshots, so just read them in order.
2: It's right, part. do you want me to do it like the audiobook? Uh, Absolutely. With Werner Herzog narrating? Or well, not like Werner Herzog, but... No. <laughs> Please, God. <laughs> it would take nine years. Most interesting to Buck was the interpretation of the event on the part of other churchmen. I love that A lot that of sentence. Catholics were confused. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Uh, because while many remained, some had disappeared, including the new Pope. Jude Law did not make it. Jude Law flew right into the sky, uh, who had been installed just a few months before vanishing. He had stirred up controversy in the church with a new doctrine that seemed to coincide more with the heresy of Martin Luther than with the historic orthodoxy they were used to. Okay. This probably has very
0: little to do with Martin Luther's
2: theology at this Oh, point. I, very little. Uh, when the Pope had disappeared, some Catholic scholars had concluded that this was indeed an act of God, uh, let's see. This is Peter Cardinal Matthews of Cincinnati speaking. <laughs> uh, I don't have a Cincinnati accent. Sorry, so Just, just do so probably we, Ohio. What does Ohio sound like to you? Great. He's from Boston. <laughs> uh, those those who oppose the orthodox <laughs> Teachers of the Mother Church were winnowed out of out from among us. This is a classic Peter Ohio act. Cardinal Matthews of Cincinnati, a leading Archbishop at Bell The scripture says that in the last days it will be as in the days of Noah. And you'll recall that in the days of Noah, the good people were made, and the evil ones were washed away. <laughs>
0: So thanks, thanks, Archbishop Bart Rathbone.
1: <laughs>
2: so Buck
1: concluded, the fact that we're still here proves we're the good guys. So Buck, Buck, in your estimation, sort of like weenie Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, pretty much. Cool. Uh, well, he,
2: I mean, he's Kurt Cameron. It's uh, like if
1: Sonic was a bottom for once.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't put it so crassly, Archbishop Matthews has said. But yes, yes, my position. <laughs> What does that say about all the wonderful people who vanished? That perhaps they were not so wonderful. And the children and babies? The bishop had shifted uncomfortably. Had shifted? Oh, right, because we're still in the past. The bishop. This is horrible. This is horribly written. (laughs) Jesus.
0: Yeah. He had actually shifted two lines ago, but but Jerry only now noted it.
2: It's the immediate past, yeah. Then <laughs> I leave to God, he said. I have perhaps I, I have to believe that perhaps he was protecting the innocents. <laughs> From what? I'm not sure. I don't think a back with literally, but there are dire predictions of what might yet to come so you would not relegate the vanished young ones or the winnow- to the winnowing of the evil no <laughs> many of the young ones who disappeared i baptized myself so i know they are in christ and with god and yet they are gone they are gone and they remain. <laughs> we should take great solace in that. Few perhaps take, oh God, now he's getting a little sonic, <laughs> is me. Um, few people take solace in it, Excellency. I understand that. This is a very difficult time. <laughs> I myself am grieving the loss of a sister on but they had left the church. They had? Oh boy! Dare the pose the teaching. Wonderful women, most kind. He's going <laughs> to drop Your
0: your accent is bleeding into so many different territories. You're actually going to, at some point in this episode, accidentally recreate a real Romanian accent. <laughs> yeah, we'll
2: get there. We're get, we're just shoving it all all together. We're we're becoming more and more Roman as we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> more more an
1: antique Roman than a Dane Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> well, when in Rome. Mm.
2: do a romanian accent i guess (laughs) (laughs) most earnest i must add but i fear they have been separated as chaff from wheat yet those of us who remain should be confident us standing with god is never before (laughs) buck had been bold enough to ask the archbishop to comment on certain passages of scripture primarily ephesians 2 8 through 9 for by bi- oh, this is just quoting. This is the just Bible. Bible. This yeah. is no one <laughs> <laughs> speaking, this is just Wait, the Bible. I, I, can, um, I
0: can say this one in, yeah, in my it as the Bible. <laughs> For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should
1: boast. Thank you, the Bible. The Sphinx has
0: spoken. <laughs>
2: now you see the archbishop said this is precisely my boy. people have been taking voices like that out of context for centuries and trying to build doctrine on them <laughs> but those are under- aj but,
0: said take voices like that out of context because that is his accent saying the word versus this is not in reference to my excellent voice work
2: it which does, is good is. it's brilliant uh but there are other, pa- but there are other passages just like those. Buck said, "I understand that, but listen, <laughs> you're not Catholic, are you?" <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> well, see, so you will not understand the broad sweep of the historical church. Excuse me, but explain to me why so many non-Catholics are still here if your hypothesis is right. God knows. <laughs> Archbishop Matthews had said, He knows hearts, He knows more than we do. <laughs> That's for sure, Buck said. Oh.
1: Yeah! What ah, a well, roller you coaster that again. was. But oh. the, I, none of the other excerpts that I pulled were as long as that one, but I pulled <laughs> oh, that one please. specifically because I wanted you to read the whole thing, AJ.
2: I'm exhausted. I'm spent. Like Kirk Cameron over an ice cube tray, just so,
1: <laughs> <bent>. <laughs> I would say that roughly a quarter of the novel Tribulation Force is stuff like that. Okay. It, is, it is Buck debates. Williams. It's debates. It is Buck owning people with facts and logic. But we do get a little bit of that in the movie,
4: too. I can't sit there and listen to that garbage. What? Save us from sin? Nicolai's the Antichrist? Come on! <laughs> I mean, what is it with you people? You think everyone's bad? We'll have something to tell you. There are lots of good people in the world, including me. According to whose standards? Your gods. What? You just said you were a good person. I mean, do you think you've kept the Ten Commandments? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm not perfect, but I've never killed anybody. Okay, well, have you ever lied? Yeah, well, who hasn't? So what does that make you? Human. Come on, press right, be honest. If you've murdered somebody, that makes you a murderer. So if you've lied, what does that make you? Okay. A liar. You know, the one that really got me was um, Jesus said whoever looks at a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. You ever done that? Yeah. Guilty.
0: So this is basically coming straight from the Gospels. Uh, This is the scene where Jesus is doing his preaching, his itinerant stuff, and a rich guy comes up to him and he's like, yeah. And this rich guy's like, well, how do how do I get to be saved? You keep talking about salvation. And Jesus is like, well, do you keep the commandments? He's like, yeah. And then Jesus sort of whittles that down. He's like, see, you can't save yourself. You have to follow me. What they leave out here, which is funny because you could totally keep this intact and left behind and not offend too many people, is that Jesus says the only way to follow me is by getting rid of all your shit. Right. Sell all of you, all that you have and come on the dirt road and and literally follow me. Right. Uh, to which the guy turns around and goes home. Uh, but here, Kirk Cameron and Ray Comfort apparently worked on writing this stuff out. We have two long conversion scenes in this one. Yeah. And, it, and it's just like the Baptist wet dream. This is something I saw right. in skits doing world changers every year was like, here's oh, what's going to sure. happen. Someone's going to talk to you. They're going to be like, I think I'm good enough. I follow the 10 commandments as a non-Christian. <laughs> and it's like, uh, Uh, no one's going to talk to you like this.
1: No, no, you, you, you say that Brian, but, um, I, I I told you this. I briefly mentioned, yeah, I'm, I'm back in Michigan right now. And while I was out and about two days ago, somebody, I was just shopping at like this dumb little knickknack store and somebody witnessed to me.
2: What? Yeah. (laughs) Did you at least have your family's ceremonial sword? (laughs) I sadly did
1: not have the ceremonial sword on me at the time, but she did a woman. Yeah, a woman she, and she did want to let me know uh, like uh, how how God loves me. And mm, you know, she mm. just wanted me to know that. She just wanted me to know that God loves me.
2: What did oh, did, you, did you say thank you and and, and send her on her way? Like how do, you, yeah, how, do you respond, how do you respond to a witnessing? Like Um
1: it depends on Well, you got to go I don't know about all this Bible
2: thumping, That's right. Man. That's how you got to be a pretty do it.
1: good
0: person. That's how you, you know, I never killed anybody and then that's when they they're like I've trained for this moment <laughs> my yeah. entire life.
1: But if you're not that uh, courageous, um, the probably the better way to go about it is just be like, Thank you. I, you know, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's yeah, kind of God you. Loves you to too. Nice. Thanks. Yeah. I,
2: I witnessed the thing in this movie, and this is like sort of the ideal way. Like, if you could like map out a perfect conversation, that mm. this is this is probably how it would go, right? If you were trying to convert somebody yeah. to Christianity, but you know, as we see, like Carpathia has a lot of these people like under his thumb, and even in the church where like they're trying to like sell right. the whole idea of the apocalypse and like coming to Jesus as a way of repentance to get out of the apocalypse, there are a lot of like naysayers in. There there too. Yeah. But our, our good, our good friend. Uh, oh God. Uh, Bruce. Guy, yeah. Bruce uh, <laughs> he forgot his name. Didn't there? this. <laughs> I mean, it, it's so hard to keep track. I mean, wait, but uh, Bruce. Mm. Yeah. He tries to sell them all uh, on this apocalypse thing and there's a lot of like people there are a little bit skeptical including yeah. <laughs> The Daily Show's own Jason, Jason Jones. Jones. What the fuck? I, I, I wanted to just spend
1: one more moment as well talking about the piece of the conversation that we had listened to a moment ago, right? Yeah. yeah. Buck uh, and that man and owning that man with facts and logic, right? Owning um, that man. You, you had mm-hmm. you had mentioned Brian Ray Comfort, and I think yeah. that it might be a good opportunity here for those who aren't familiar with Ray Comfort uh, to just sort of explain what that guy's deal is, because I also didn't know that yeah. Ray Comfort worked on this movie. So here's
0: the thing, guys. I'm not actually happy to see you. I've got uh, something in my pocket. Mm. Uh-huh. I'm pulling it out right now. Yeah. This
1: oh. Is an atheist's worst nightmare. Oh no, it's a banana. That's my worst. <laughs> that's an atheist's worst nightmare. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why Comfort hosted a web series, and I think it was also on TV with Kirk Cameron called "The Way of the Master," where uh, he talks about how evolution is fake. I remember when when I was starting college, he had just put out a documentary about abortion, where he would go up to people, uh, shove a microphone in their face, and just say, "Give it Adolf Hitler." and people would be like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adolf Hitler, you know, the guy who did the Holocaust, World War Two. Please know. tell me
1: he was doing this shit like in Germany.
0: He was doing this in like Venice Beach.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's like walking to-
0: up to the fucking like Gold's Gym weightlifters and being like, you but Adolf Hitler? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Ray Cumber would go
0: around and he'd just do this thing about, you know, who Hitler was.
1: Have you heard of Adolf Hitler? No. You don't know who he is? No.
0: You know, it's not that people didn't know who Hitler was. They just had no idea what the fuck he was saying. The impression that y'all are giving is that he sounds Romanian. Am I wrong? (laughs) (laughs) So Ray Comfort, like, explains the Holocaust and all the people that died and everything. And then he's like, (laughs)
1: that's like the really, that's like a really shitty version of Joe Parra talks to you. (laughs) Ray Comfort (laughs) explains the Holocaust to you.
0: (laughs) And, And what he does is he then is like, well, you know how many babies are aborted each year? It's, it's the same as the holocaust really oh, god. and uh oh god and and yeah so he's just like yeah so when you abort you're doing the holocaust that that's this is his thing this is his shit sure. when i was looking up um there's a there's a section where they're talking about how nikolai Carpathia, he's going to get a peace treaty with israel and that's that's the worst thing in the world right i was looking up whatever verse they thought they were referencing with that one it's some oh, yeah. verse in daniel not important but what I found on my first Google result was an article about uh, whoever negotiates peace between Israel and Hamas in this current conflict, there's a brand new article, is going to be the Antichrist. I click through... Who wrote that article? Was it fucking oh. Ray Comfort? It was Ray fucking no Adolf conflict. Comfort. My God! Atheist's worst <sighs> nightmare. He's probably said this about millions of conflicts before. Here's the thing is that with, with, with Kirk Cameron, with Buck Williams and Kirk Cameron, who are, who are two different guys actually, um, Ooh. they have made a Comfort uh, <laughs> out, of, out of ice. It's a very yep. famous tourist destination.
2: It only lasts a very limited amount of time because Kirk Cameron just gobbles that shit up pretty quickly. You know, yeah, it's a very limited window. But you too can can get. It's like a. It is a
0: limited window because it's so milky white. (laughs) (laughs) So as as we saw, the Daily Show's own Jason Jones in the pew in the church just before this sinner got owned. The whole reason sinner man busted out of this church in the first place is because he's hearing some uncomfortable truths about everybody's new favorite friend Nikolai Carpathia.
4: Now, who is this first horseman? I believe he represents the Antichrist.
0: Why do you believe that? Is he gonna
4: kill us all? No, no. Other (laughs) passages make it clear that he would triumph not through force, but through diplomacy. That sounds fine. Through peace, through a false peace that promises world unity. Does that sound familiar to anyone?
1: That's what Nikolai Karpeev is
2: trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> and, also, uh, and we also we get a PowerPoint presentation along. Yeah, like this, you right? see, mm-hmm. you see,
0: like the guys breathing fire at one point. You see the this guy on a horse.
2: Yeah, and that. Oh shit! Oh, wait, what's what sound? What's that sound? Fuck! God Galloping it, in the AJ. distance. What? No. What, is that? what is that? Ooh yeah. AJ's horse corner. <laughs> so the horse here. Yeah, it is, it is. It is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It is specifically yeah. the the horse of war. It is mm-hmm. this. It is this uh, giant white stallion that uh, is giving some really like half lidded eyes at you. Uh, it's yeah. giving some real "cry havoc and release the dogs of me" vibes. I'd like to get a couple of my closest friends together and puppeteer that war horse till we all win some Tonys. <laughs> this has been. AJ's Horse Corner.
1: Ooh yeah. AJ's Horse Corner is 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 winning a Tony. What you call it when you make your dad laugh?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh. That's his name.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: that's that's his
1: name, Antoinette (laughs) Diddy.
2: That's what Tony is short for.
1: Couple pieces here as well. Like we've got this sermon. We've heard Buck own that man with facts and logic. The thing about that man, though, is that he's sort of a stand in for all of the people who are still won over by Carpathia. Right. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. this man decides that he's going to fucking kill himself by (laughs) uh, by playing spin the gun. (laughs) which is a classic game to play. You know, you've you've probably seen some
0: famous images of of people spinning their guns. Walter White comes to mind, right? Yes, he's got yes, that. Yes, yes. He's just spinning around and then the gun happens to point to a potted plant that then becomes very important to the yes. very end of, of season 4. Right. And this guy has never spun a gun in his life and he no. is he is fighting for his life to get that gun <laughs> to spin. He's getting I don't his think whole he's ever on he's held a
1: gun in his life. No. The way that he was like holding the very strange. Very,
0: very no. strange. Which is also like you can do that. You can do that. Like, this is a guy who's never owned a gun, and he's gone out to buy it, and he's going to- Right, but you, you need know.
2: to make that the choice. Uh-huh. Yeah, you but can't have like, him, like, pretend to be fancy. With the <laughs> right, they're yeah. like,
0: you know it's cool? You know it's a cool thing I saw in a John Woo movie? A guy spinning a gun while he was right. thinking about killing himself. It's like, just don't do it. Um. So, Ray, uh, not Ray Comfort, but Ray does come to Comfort. Rayford Steele Comforts
1: this man, who I guess is his friend, maybe another yeah. pilot, I don't know. Yeah, basically brings Rayford- him a banana rayford has invited this man to church but because buck has decimated him with facts and logic he's like well i gotta kill myself now yeah
0: (laughs) nice witness there (laughs) so so
1: basically ray is confronted like he has to do a persuasion role
4: right yeah yes he does uh, he passes so if there's a god and there's a heaven why are we here why aren't we in heaven because we weren't right with god wait hold on no chris (laughs)
0: Chris,
4: you can pull that trigger. I can't stop you, but if you do, you are never going to see your wife again. Is that what you want? She's in heaven with my wife and my son. She committed to God. And she is in heaven. If she's not, if they're not, then where are they? You tell me, where are they? You can guarantee me that there's not a heaven. Can you guarantee that 100%? What if you're wrong? You want to be with them, don't you? I know you do.
0: And they want you to be with them. Now you have got to make a decision. It's the biggest decision of your life. Stop exhaling after every line! Trust your wife. What are you, me? Chris,
4: you need to trade that gun for God. (laughs) You need to put your faith and your trust in God, and you need to do it right now. Okay, so
1: question for the two of you. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that this scene is in the book? No.
2: I, I'm going to, the way it's phrased, you phrase that question, I'm going to say it's not in the book. Correct. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Did, did you have that
1: sense while watching the movie that this was something that was added for the movie? I had well, that sense. <clears throat> sorry. I had that sense because of the first movie. Right. Because right. the first movie spends
0: so much time on. Uh, listening to like Bleach and Switchfoot and and watching people do the conversion story because they're trying to use the movie to reach non-Christians, right. Right. whereas the book is written for Christians.
2: Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's very interesting. I also think that like, it just seems so redundant in the story because we've already kind of had we've the facts there. and logic scene. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it, it, it feels, it just feels, re- I mean, also. This is all because of
0: Way of the Master. This is all because of Kirk and Ray Comfort. This is all like happening because they needed to add this stuff in.
2: It was very hard to pay attention to the scene as written, not even because of the spinning gun, but because there was just this enormous model biplane in the background. Yeah. Oh yeah, what, what was that? I was like, I, I don't know. This guy's super into planes. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure.
0: Um, I uh, wanted, I wanted to highlight this part of the scene. So if there's a God and there's a heaven, why are we here? Why aren't we in heaven? That's a very good question, right? Yeah, he's not. He's not. The way that he says it does not seem to be addressing why are we here right at this moment after other people have been raptured, but that's the answer Ray gives. Right? We were here. We're here because we're not right with God. But why did God put us here in the first place? Right. Instead of just populating heaven with us. Right. Which Rayford just yeah he just makes it about the immediate instead of the general. Right. Like this this guy's like I don't know man I don't know
2: I don't know (laughs) what is it is what is this. Uh, what is what, this? What is this? A tribulation this? force. Uh, it is. It is a tribulation force. I. I think also that all this entire scene operates on Airbud logic. To me, there's no rule in the book that says a dog can't play basketball, which is the exact same argument as you can't prove to me that there is no heaven just yeah. because it's not written down doesn't make it true. Do you right, know what I mean? Right, like right. It, it, the, it, even if they are trying because what they're trying to do desperately is b- to be facts and logic guys, right? To own you with facts and logic, but they don't have it. They don't have any no. facts and logic. So they have to like use the language that makes it sound like they do, but there's no argument at the core of it other than, well, nah. Yeah, they can't
0: <laughs> they can't articulate the arguments of the people that they have the differences with, which is why you just sort of hear people say, especially the the Carpathia pitch, you just hear it over and over and over again in the exact same way each time. They can't deepen it in any way and they're and they're afraid to engage with it because it might weaken their faith if it does, right? There's right. this idea that there are certain ideas that you cannot approach, that you should not embed yourselves in in the first place because it's going to weaken your faith. So another thing that happens here is that their picture of salvation and their scripts for salvation are the same things that you would read and attract in the year 2000. Yeah. They are built for Uh, What these people believe in is something called dispensationalism, which is essentially there are two, there are multiple phases of existence in the relationship between humans and God, right? There is a dispensation where people were in the Garden of Eden. There is a dispensation where people like Moses were talking directly to God. There is the dispensation of the time before Jesus came. And then the nature of salvation, the nature of, of an actual covenant with God changes after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It happens once more once you find yourselves in the end times, which means that the conversation around salvation is a totally different one. You are no longer just turning your soul over and throwing away your addictions and sins. No, you are joining an army in Mm. this belief structure. You are joining an army against the Antichrist. That's what the tribulation force exists for. It is to
1: build up something that will actually fight the Antichrist once Jesus returns. That all makes sense uh, in the context of a story, right? Yeah, of a yeah. novel. We we have created this world in which there is going to be an epic conflict and you need to choose what side of that epic conflict you are on. But the right. strange thing about the book and especially the movie is that it is simultaneously using this as an arg for why you, yes, you right now watching this right. movie should become a Christian. but. It doesn't sure. make sense. It's a different dispensation. It's a different dispensation. And, and and also you are basically it's like if there were a Marvel movie where it's like, well, you can either be one of the Avengers in real life or you can be <laughs> against us. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Right. No,
2: and, no, because not all of us can breathe fire like two <laughs> uh, witnesses. Two of can. us can. Two, two of us, us can, <laughs> AJ. Yeah, I two can. Two of us can,
0: Antoinette Jr. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, and here's and here's the other point, just in terms of pure storytelling. Right. You cannot have an all powerful God that loves and cares about you and also have dramatic stakes because God can just snap his fingers and everything's fixed. Do you know what I mean? Well, then you
0: get into very complex issues about theology and what God does and what he chooses to do and what what manifestations of his love are going to be right. right? But the
2: only conclusions that you can come to of him not intervening was like, well, they'll learn something by actually fighting against this. Right. Or he doesn't give a shit and he's collected the people that actually love him Altogether, it's just it's like over. you're all on your fucking own. Yeah. And so it is It is wild to me that one of the big driving forces of this movie is people trying to convince other people that this God that has abandoned you, that has left you to this destroyed world, yeah. you should suck up to him anyway, even after he's completely fucked yeah. you over. And the way
0: That's, that you. The way Evil, that you can man. do that, though, the way that you can do that is basically you follow this dictator, you follow that dictator, right? Either the right. Antichrist or the Lord God up above, who's the more powerful one? Yes, but but they're not their uh, their narrative of redemption. Of turning yourself over to God, of becoming a believer, is based entirely on the individual. There is nothing about the collective. And in fact, that's the whole point of Nikolai Carpathia is to say that any overtures yeah. towards collectives, towards yeah. people um working together and fighting together is actually satanic.
1: And of course, yeah. this very naturally leads into what you see with a lot of the like QAnon super pilled logic, mm-hmm. right? This like yeah. this is The thing that I found really interesting about going back to this movie, even more than the first one, is how so many of the common things that you will hear, uh, you know, hyper right wing pilled Christians say they are using this stuff as their source of truth. Right. Mm -hmm. And it bears repeating None of this is actually not none of this, but very little of this is actually from the Bible, right? No, this is this is 19th, 18th,
0: 19th, 20th and 21st century theology.
1: And specifically, it is Tim LaHaye's own unique spin on this. Yeah. And so you, you it's a very strange thing where fiction has sort of become flattened and become part of a prevailing religious narrative because these books and movies were so predominant in the pop culture. Up until the year 2000. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason that the movie doesn't have the same punch either, right? The movie was after the year 2000. That was when everything was supposed to happen, and it fucking didn't happen.
2: Right, and but then it's like, hey, maybe it still could. They could. Just give it a couple more years. Just keep moving those goalposts.
1: And I think I talked
0: about this before. You can find books where, like, Tim LaHaye wrote the foreword that's, like, all about how Saddam Hussein is fulfilling prophecies and going right. to build the next tower of Babel. Oh, so
1: Saddam Hussein was going to be the antichrist. basically. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. And, and huh. the book got updated. I remember finding this in a bookstore in like 2008 and it was still wrapped in plastic, like an old porno manga. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it
2: was like updated, like, with, like a copy of Admiral husband, for example. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. like, yeah,
0: yeah. it was like updated with new information. It's this picture of Saddam Hussein and it's like, he's been dead for a few years now. Like it's over. He didn't come back. Right. Yeah, no, of course. After three days. <laughs> it turns uh, out that this guy that we were just like uh, working up a war against for really no reason uh, in the early 90s isn't actually all that important at the end of the day.
1: Well, in Admiral Husband, the, the dating oh. sim, by the way, the dating sim, not the original manga adaptation, yeah, but the dating sim. um, It's really important to get the patch, actually. Like, version mm. two is actually a lot better. It includes yeah. some additional storylines. You have oh, the cool. ability to... Ah, uh, romance to admiral's husband, um, wow. which is which is pretty wild. Yeah. What, what I yeah, didn't yeah. like was that the patch,
0: the patch, really kowtowed to the fans, oh, you know, and they yeah. changed that the artwork because kind of the original yeah. one, they're all boats, they're just boats, but right? then, yeah, right. They're just they revamped a, of boats, yeah, and now they're <laughs> now they're anthropomorphized, right? And it's like, yeah, I get, like get like the vibe of the vo- of the boat. He's still got the masts and and the cannons and things, but like. That that doesn't work for me.
2: I'm yeah. Psyched. I don't. I don't need the USS Minneapolis having abs. No, you right? know? I, all it needs love, is
1: that uh, fucking
2: hull. It's that like long, I, oh, hard hull. When I asked hole. for guns,
1: I didn't mean muscles. I meant guns. guns. <laughs> Anti aircraft. What if they get attacked from the skies? <laughs> they need cannon for that. Oh,
2: oh my God! Give me those flags that designate exactly the spot where they're from <laughs> and where they, what port of call they have. Oh my God! Give me those, give me those yellow and black checkered beauties up there, and so I will
0: just get just just. Uh, I have one more. Mm. Just, yeah, please. Just
2: fucking. <laughs>
1: Just release all that semaphore all over my face. God. So uh, the reason that I've been raising all of this, raising yeah. these flags to do with dating. I'm already half-masked. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that dating is actually a big piece of tribulation force. Now, oh, hell yeah. yeah. Dude, that might be exciting to you. And this, is that's getting, yep, this is a rom-com, surprisingly. This is a rom-com.
2: And we're going to throw to a uh, commercial from, and uh, hold on. Okay. If I'm, I'm reading this, Kirk Cameron. Oh. Hey there, fellow sinners. Kirk Thomas Cameron here, star of the hit Left Behind trilogy and Mercy Rule, a film where I, Kirk Cameron, play a father helping his son fulfill his dreams of becoming a baseball pitcher while heroically saving my small business from the evil machinations of lobbyists. That's real. That's a real movie I made. With money! Christ lovers, has this ever happened to you? You're trying to meet a single faith-minded individual in your area, but all the Christian dating apps are filled with too many ding-dang farmers? Then you need Kirker, the first dating app exclusively for dating me, Kirk Cameron. Why roll the dice with other Christian dating apps which might be crawling with people who want to kiss you, or worse, Catholics, when you can download Kirker and instantly match with me, Kurt Cameron, so you can experience the joy of falling in love with the star of the fifth highest rated sitcom of 1987. Other Christian dating apps encourage you to kiss outside of marriage, but with Kirker, you'll never have to worry about that because I, Kirk Cameron, exclusively kiss my wife. Then what's in it for you, I hear you ask? Oh, simple, Kirker will make you my wife. No! I mean, you will literally become her. It'll start slowly at first. Suddenly your morning coffee will taste just a little off, or your favorite pair of shoes will be slightly too big. But then, things will start to become more noticeable. You'll feel your voice change. You'll feel your balance falter, your hair will fall out in clumps, and your bones will grow and shift and crack as little by little. Every piece of you is replaced by the angelic body of my own beloved wife. You'll stare in the mirror, a stranger staring back at you. And as the last bit of your brain is usurped, you will have one final terrifying thought. Am I still me? Am I still me? So download Kirker today, the first dating app that was built to delete you. Kirker, the key to eternal wife.
1: So thank you, Kirk Cameron, for whatever that was. and He got his daily supply of protein, I'll and, tell you that. And, and good for him.
4: I'm coming!
1: <laughs> <laughs> so much of Tribulation Force, both the movie and the book, is a rom-com? Wait, the book too? Yay. I, thought I yeah. didn't know it was the book. Oh, oh no. Even dear. more of the book is that fucking... So I, I might Were as Was well that even a thing in the first movie? So is I'm he- going to... I'm going to clear, yes, and I'm going to clear for you both now what happens in the book before we get into talking about what happens in the movie. Does he stick it in her? He does not, Uh, but he sure sure wants to. I'm going to have Brian read the next excerpt here from the book. I'm just Uh, curious. This is Rayford and Chloe going to Bruce to talk about whether or not it's ethical to date and potentially even have children during the tribulation.
0: Sure. I'm just curious about the logistics, Rayford explained. If two people fell in love, what should they do about it? Does the Bible say anything about a marriage during this period? Not specifically, Bruce said. (laughs) As far as I can tell, but it doesn't (laughs) prohibit it either. And kids, would it be prudent for a couple to bring children into this world now? I haven't thought about that. Oh, yeah, it's still, Bruce. it's still Bruce. No, it's
1: still Bruce. You're good. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Inspector it's Inspector yeah.
0: It's Maxwell Smart. Yeah, I yeah. haven't thought about that. <laughs> Bruce said, "Would you want another child at your age?" Bruce, I'm not looking to marry again. <laughs> I'm thinking of Chloe. I'm not saying she has any prospects, but if she did, Bruce squeaked back in his chair. Right. Imagine having a baby now he said. You wouldn't have to think about junior high school, let alone high school or college. You would be raising that child, preparing him or her for the return of Christ in just a few years. You'd also be guaranteeing a child a life of fear and danger and a 75% chance of dying during the judgments (laughs) to come.
2: Specific number, so I guess in that way it is very much like Revelations.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bruce rested his chin in his hand elbow on the desk true enough he said i'd have to advise a lot of caution prayer and soul searching before considering that
1: what do you know
2: it's friday
1: (laughs) (laughs) so rayford here uh is go go gadget (laughs) anti-natalism (laughs) <laughs> go go um, gadget anti-semitism oh boy
0: whoa. yeah there we go it's part
1: two <laughs> it's part two and uh, there we're, we're going to be part two delving more into the true messiah a little bit later but for now yeah. we're going to stay focused on Rayford Steele and yeah. his desire for his daughter to have yep. a good relationship. Hey, hey oh. oh, whoa, hey.
0: Penny,
2: you should go
1: fuck my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got a situation here where father knows best, right? Mm, Rayford's yes. really been seeing that Buck has uh, an interest in his daughter, right? And mm-hmm. he ultimately has some affection for Buck. Is that and, an atheist's would- worst nightmare in your pocket, Buck? Or are you just happy to see my <laughs> daughter, Chloe? <laughs> <laughs> Let's compare this then with how this sort of goes down in the movie, right? Yeah. Because yeah. in the movie. Oh Chloe's so mad. Oh, she's so mad. She's so she's mad. very
4: mad. Listen, I know that you're concerned about your dad but... I do not want to talk about my family. Ooh, Canadian. Chloe, I feel like there's something you're not telling me I think you're a wonderful guy But I'm having a really hard time with this whole hanging out with the devil thing I don't
1: even know if you're going to be alive tomorrow. And so Chloe uh, in the movie is, well, I mean, she's just so, she's so mad. And (laughs) nevertheless, she has strong desires for Buck. And so she goes to his apartment because she wants to tell him uh, how she really feels. And the dress she is wearing is so fucking heinous in this scene. It's 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 really bad. Disney Channel original movie
2: kind
0: of
1: stuff.
2: I will say she also gives off the vibe of Rachel McAdams in Slings and Arrows. Like, Ooh. I don't know if it's okay. just like a very specific kind of Canadian. <laughs> yeah, 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 so. yeah.
0: A different cultivar. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so Buck has had this whole thing where his journalism assistant is back in the country. She has yeah. backpacked her way to New York and plopped her giant camping backpack down in the middle of the office and is like, I'm in town, my fiancé's not here yet, and Buck is like, okay, live at my enormous, uh, like, heavy rain-level apartment.
1: Yes, <laughs>
2: which is in huh,
1: Chicago somewhere, yeah. question mark? <gasps> I
2: like the idea of Kirk Cameron just trying to reach down to pick something up <laughs> <Yeah>. and failing <laughs> yeah. and reaching back down oh, and failing. Oh, fuck,
0: a, a, a fucking David Cage left-behind game would
1: actually fucking whip ass. I
0: would that be is the so best in favor way of it. Way
1: that you could adapt
2: left behind into Ryan yeah. still It's me, Nam and you open ha- the door. You just have
1: more Canadians. It's perfect. Yeah! I, I will say, like half the fucking actors in this movie are Canadian for some
0: yeah, reason. Yeah, I think it might well, shot be shot in Canada. Yeah, it's I think mm. it's filmed
1: up there, they just cast
0: locally because they can't afford
2: anything. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is
0: getting by on fumes. <laughs> so yeah, Kirk has decided to cohabitate with this woman, which apparently the movie does not really have a problem with. Well, because they're not actually romantically involved. Sure. But yeah. still that is temptation. He's inviting True. temptation into the home. You saw well, Fireproof. especially He had to get rid this, of the
1: computer. This scene. <laughs> that's too many boats on it. Exactly. The scene with uh, Admiral
2: Husband. Him and got his the
1: patch. <laughs> journalism assistant question mark. She is very clearly like into him, you know, yeah. his, his, his assistant of journalism.
0: She also wants to protect him, I guess. So, here she is answering the door when Chloe comes by.
2: I'm looking for Buck Williams. What? 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 Uh, uh, does
4: Buck Williams live here? What do you want? You want an autograph <laughs> or something? Is that what you want?
1: <laughs>
4: Listen, He's to you, a me give you some
2: advice, okay? <laughs> You're not the first one to follow him home, so why don't you just, uh, skedaddle and go play with some college boys? Okay, bye! <laughs>
0: That's a strong choice. Yeah, no, she does a great job as the actor with a terrible script. What also, what is this life that Buck is living? Where women are following him home? Is he
2: an Aaron Sorkin protagonist? He is. He is it also kind of sounds like they have Kenny G like locked in like yeah. the basement of yeah. this yeah. place. Get me out of here. Like just like this echoing, billowy thing in the background. Like no, it does sound very seductive. No amount like- of
1: circular breathing will save you from the
0: tribulation.
2: <laughs> so
1: if you can believe it. In the book, this storyline is even more convoluted. Jeez. Okay,
2: sure. Because okay.
1: What, what I guess what's happening in the book is that because it's Nikolai Carpathia's master plan to get Buck to work for him as the mm-hmm. official news organ of the United Nations and yeah. also to get Rayford Steele to fly his plane, Patty, yes. who we'll remember is Rayford's former flight assistant who is now working as a United Nation, yes. she <laughs> is like delivering flowers to Buck's apartment Mm -hmm. so that when Chloe sees the flowers getting delivered, he will think that Buck already has another girlfriend, which is then going to naturally Uh lead Chloe to not want to keep Buck around so that Buck can also go and become a United Nation.
0: Wow. I didn't know I had to hand it to the screenwriters, but wow, I got to hand it to the screenwriters. They made this so much more sensible like yeah. how does hattie know
1: yeah, the comings and goings it. of chloe at all times that's a that's a very good question brian the only and i do
2: Cummings not have an answer of is from kirk cameron <laughs> and even then he tries to hide the evidence right <laughs> that hotel is so expensive and it's not comfortable at all no the blankets are inadequate <laughs> So here's here's the thing about this whole storyline. It's gross and I hate it um because yeah, not good. his assistant is playing it like she's the joker yeah. and it's such a huge swing that I have to like admire on a certain level, just to like make a choice and like commit to yeah. it, including not having a director to yeah, tell there, you anything. There's also
1: a little bit of like a Disney Channel original movie villain vibe to it, which I appreciate. Uh-huh. There
2: is a brief moment where Raymond Rayford Raymond <laughs> Rayford Steele Rayford, Rayford Steele. Ray Steel. <laughs> Steel.
0: I used to jack off to pictures of him in in in, in fucking international Wait. mail in 1992. <laughs> Wait, really? No, AJ. I'm saying he has the name of a gay porn model. I see. <laughs> I see.
2: I, I thought. I thought perhaps. I thought perhaps this actor, <laughs> this
1: actor, oh, really I could, see I could see yeah. it. I could see. I could see this like actor you having your no, sexual awakening, my, yeah. watching tribulation. Not, not my kind of guy.
0: Not my kind of. guy. But he could be somebody's kind
1: of guy. Yeah, he certainly yeah. could.
0: He certainly could. I mean, he's. I, I'd I've, I'd I've never like, jacked off to international mail, but I have been <laughs> intrigued by it.
1: <laughs> i jacked off to international
0: internet, before. The, the clothing is unbelievable. I actually own a couple of international mail clothes, and I'm proud of okay. it. I'm not even ashamed, and I should be. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh,
2: but there is a brief moment where he's talking to Bruce. Hey, I got one right. I yeah, got Bruce. Go. I'm, go. ha- I'm worried. No, no, it's Chloe. Chloe is talking to to the to the preacher and says like, "Hey, I really I'm really interested in a guy, but I'm worried he might die." And there's a moment where the preacher's like, "Oh." we're gonna fuck are we and then she's like it's it's uh it's it's kurt cameron and the priest goes oh and you just see like this like dejected yeah. oh i thought i had something and it was like the one real moment of acting this is the other
0: thing is no it she,
1: she's a college student so buck williams who's 50 years old is
2: <laughs> depending on the version is yeah. dating no, a 20 year old Canonically, girl?
1: canonically okay canonically, is he just out of college himself no, canonically, I think he's thirty-three. <laughs> oh, and she is not yet out of college. She's like twenty. I, it's
0: not oh, good. Oh dear, it's not good. Not, not Once upon to, a time in the
2: far-off land of Toronto, Canada, Buck not, Williams not to was dating age, a high schooler. Not to do age gap, gap discourse.
0: discourse, but like this is this is just uh, frankly, it's it's, un, not good. it's unChristian. This is this <laughs> is giving this is giving uh, the appearance of evil. If you ask oh, me. Yeah. Well, just you like talk drinking about th- IBC root beer,
1: you know? You want to talk about the appearance of evil? AJ, oh, yeah. how about you read the next excerpt that I grabbed? Oh, baby. Okay, sure. sure.
2: Hey, Brian, can I get a little music under this? No. Great. <laughs> okay, no, I'll do it. Oh, yay! Okay. <laughs> say please.
1: Please? Say please, please scrub daddy? Say, say. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, uh, he's off the floor. <laughs>
0: you know, Brian just uses that, that Michael W. Smith song, I uh, bet. Daddy's got some music for you, baby. Daddy's got some music for you, my, my baby, my tiny baby. Can boy. you at least
2: take the spoon out of your mouth?
0: The spoon stays in.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Buck was pulling into the parking lot at New Hope Village Church, just as Chloe was pulling out. <laughs> they drew up even with each other and rolled down their windows hey little girl buck said (laughs) no is he he know anything about this church chloe smiled just that it's crowded every sunday good i'll try it so are you taking the job i could ask you the same question i've already got a job (laughs) (laughs) like she's so so proud He's covered in stickers. I have a job and they himself. pay me too. <laughs> I'm a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I have one too, she said. No, I learned more today than I learned in college last year.
1: How to get What does that
0: mean? I love going to college and, and learning. I love learning at college. Where I yeah, go Yeah, but colleges
2: won't colleges won't teach you the way church do. But that's
1: the thing. That, that is where ladies go to get more knowledge. That's true. Mm,
2: Ma- mm. Men, on the other hand...
1: We got a Jupiter.
2: Yeah.
0: It takes a we long get... time.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I look, it takes I, a while. I, well, I'm just reading this recent report. Apparently, mm. we uh, get more stupider. Yeah. Oh, no!
0: Yeah. Oh,
2: And that's Every grammatically
0: night. correct to me, because I've been there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How'd it go with Bruce? I mean, did you tell him you knew he sent flower? He sent the flowers? Chloe looked over her shoulder, as if afraid Bruce might hear... I have to tell you all about it, she said, when we have time. After the meeting tonight? She shook her head. I was up too late last night. Some guy, you know. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, couldn't get rid of him. Happens to me all the time. Later, Chloe! <laughs> How is your sex life? Anyway. <laughs> Buck couldn't blame Bruce for whatever level of interest he had in Chloe. It just felt strange competing with your new friend and pastor so, for a woman. So AJ,
0: you were you were, you were reading yeah, into text. this
1: in the movie, but in the book,
2: the it's pastor it's wants not to subtext fuck it's text.
1: This 16-year-old child. Yeah, and in the well, she's first of all, she's not 16. I think no, she's, she's 20. She started college early wait she started very early she's so smart she's so
0: smart and young and this is horrible what they're doing to her it is
1: horrible what they're doing to her because also yeah bruce is i think canonically supposed to be like in his 40s and he's also like that's much more distressing
0: Yeah, he had yeah. a wife. He had children. Yeah, they all got yeah.
1: raptured. Yeah, he and Rayford are roughly the same age. It's so not that's good. why
0: these guys weren't raptured
1: because they're pedophiles. He is quite literally old enough to be her own dad, and I
2: hate that. Jesus, fuck, odd. This is this is I terrible. Who I guess it? Who did I, I infer is- that? Am I Jerry B Jenkins? Y- is Jerry B me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jerry Jerry B A J. <laughs>
1: Jerry be good. Jerry be bad. Jerry be Jerry very bad. very bad. bad. Antoinette
0: Jenkins Ditty. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. It, do we think this is Jerry stuff? Right. Tim LaHaye's the ideology. This is Jerry stuff. This, this is, is just definitely this is, and, Jerry. And Jerry just writes yeah. on autopilot, right? He's not yeah. like a guy who thinks about craft. So this is just a thing that he wants.
1: This is just in his mind. This is very a similar to twenty-year-old. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because oh, dear, it's so it, like. This stuff comes up in these books over and over I and no over again. Yeah, well, it's yeah. Awful. He, really, he she gets wants like a, a weird Twenty right? something
0: doesn't
3: like um, someone
1: try to force her to have an abortion or something. Yes, or? that yeah. happens a little later on. Yeah. yeah. Oh no,
2: <laughs> this is not awful. in this book. In one of the other no, books. later, on. people liked these. People I don't I, love it. No,
0: did you, you? All you need to do is go back to that movie, AJ. Go back to that movie yeah. and scroll down
2: and read the comments. Yeah, read they the comments on YouTube.
0: obsessed. What I also I, found I, yeah, out. I've
2: seen one of them that like a woman saved her husband. Yeah. was like the top one. I, I, yeah. don't,
0: I don't remember if I knew this when we went into recording last time or if I learned it in the meanwhile, but there are left behind audio dramas, and I don't mean Left Behind Kids. Yeah, we knew about listened, that, but there I was, listened to a the, little bit of one of them. For the so-called yeah. grown-up books, Yep, there are five-hour-long audio dramas for each one.
1: Yeah, Tyndall House did a series of radio dramas. They sound a lot like Adventures in Odyssey. The, the entire resolution, right, of the conflict between Buck and Chloe in both the book and the movie, uh-huh. it comes together in a <laughs> scene where Chloe goes to... Well, Chloe's at home, right? Yeah. And she lives with her dad. And yes. Buck comes over and just hangs out there outside the house for a while. Yeah, and she doesn't know he's yeah. coming, but he
0: told Rayford that he is. And Rayford's like, this will be better if she's surprised right and in her night clothes like uh yes.
2: yeah and there's and like this whole misunderstanding has led to the point where like when buck calls up rafer to talk about things he says i'm actually a little bit frustrated and you <laughs> see a little bit of that like simmering rage yeah the scary through thing that came noticed in
1: fireproof yeah, yeah yeah it's like
2: it's like it, there's something about kirk cameron's performance that fundamentally scares me mm-hmm. like there's something that like because he's not a good enough actor to be acting that rage he's wearing well tight yeah and he comes over and you're like how is this scene gonna end is this gonna be another fireproof where he like puts his hand through a wall yeah like yeah 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 and
1: instead they just kind of hash it out and they're happy with each other. Yeah, this
0: this is yeah, over immediately. This just gets
1: resolved and it could have been resolved sooner
0: because Rayford could have just said something. Like, it didn't <laughs> need to be this surprise meeting.
1: She was just confused about something
0: because she apparently just doesn't know anything about Buck and he knows nothing about her. Even well, though they she doesn't know
1: anything about anything. and In the, the tribulation book? forcing so, together. They, they, yeah. <laughs> we well, can't force a tribulation. It, no it you has can. to come you about organically. Speak yeah. for
0: yourself. <laughs> I force my family (laughs) through tribulations all the time. Families (laughs) plural. I'm a bigamist.
2: I force I force tribulations every time I look at uh, international mail uh, <laughs> I just really want that cravat with that's built into the shirt
1: <laughs> so that that shit by the way the like back yeah. and forth back and forth is a solid quarter of the book at mm-hmm. least mm-hmm. oh god it's insufferable and
2: it's also looking at this Dreadful. book Josh that is a that is not a that is a thick, thick book. oh it's not that's...
1: nearly as big as it looks look at the size of the margins Oh, but it
2: okay. is, oh,
0: it wow. is still a thick book. We had it in hardcover. It looks like it's gone. I, I couldn't find it around this house anymore. But um, we had all of these books in like hardcover.
2: They were very beautifully designed. The covers of mm-hmm. them. They were like sort of. It yeah. It was like this sort of black background with like um, just like one color scheme going. Yeah. Across and there's the top, like sort like- of a
0: graphic in that like stripe. Yeah. Where the title is, and the and the title is like in gold. And then the one time where they veer from that design is in glorious appearing the, when Jesus comes back and it's white instead of black.
2: Right. Ah, cool. I mean, that's really, that's very clever design. And they were competing, mm-hmm. obviously, with like anamorphs at the time, which had incredible covers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you got to draw the eye away from the anamorphs and the goosebumps.
1: Right. What are you going to do? At the uh, Walmart book stand. So this is the resolution, then, right? Is that yeah. Chloe and Buck are now an item? Uh, we have checked that one off the yeah, list. Yeah, they go to the photo booth and they take a silly one.
2: Uh, yeah, and they talk about cookies. Sorry, I'm still I'm still just picturing a left behind cover in the style of Animorphs, where it's just Kirk Cameron standing, and then it's just him kneeling, and it's just the faces <laughs> between him standing and kneeling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I, oh, I I wanted to bring up one thing, Josh, because I do have a question yeah. of if this is in the book or not. Yes. Rayford sees a ghost? Yeah, no. oh, he the has ghosts? a dream. No, no that is not in the book. It does the vertigo effect on him. He sees his dead wife. She hands yeah. him a locket. He wakes up, so it's like it's not a real ghost, it's just a dream ghost. But then he has the locket, yeah. That's it. It's just like you think the locket's
2: going to come into play somehow, right? It kind of does. I think in this finale, he does use it to summon whatever that angel is, which is also, by the way, not in the book.
1: Everything to do with like non corporeal beings, uh, the ghost of Rayford's uh, raptured wife, as well as the other angel question mark who shows up later on. None yeah. of that is in the book. And it's 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 all pretty fucking confusing the way that it's laid out in the movie.
0: Yeah. They could have just, you know, had the guys breathe fire on those guards. She didn't have yeah. to freeze them
1: just because we're having so much fun talking about the excellent writing of Jerry B. Jenkins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, You mentioned the cookie thing. AJ. Yeah. Oh, uh, that, you know, they go to the mall and they do a little photo booth and, and they eat cookies. How nice. Well, yeah. the cookie thing is an entire like subplot. No. In the book. No, it's not where mm -hmm. they like get cookies and then Buck's like I'm gonna eat my cookie when you eat your cookie later and then he eats it on TV so that she can see
2: what Um, oh this is a fetish thing (laughs) this is a hundred percent a fetish thing
1: I would like you to read the first portion of the cookie scene please
2: okay Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh we are already dear dear listener we are already off to the races with this first sentence Buck ordered two cookies in two bags. That's the whole sentence. <laughs> Can't do that. The teenager said, then I want one cookie. He said, <laughs> handing over the money and slipping some to Cleo, Chloe. <laughs> yeah.
0: Chloe from five to seven. And I want one
2: cookie. She said, money in hand. The teenager made a face. Ooh, you got me again. Bagged the cookies for each of them and made change. Okay,
1: so I I hate to interrupt you right here, but this Mm -hmm. is so clearly another example of Jerry B. Jenkins' specific thing, right? Where it's like, oh, these kids at the fucking Mrs. Fields' cookies... They never just give me the order the way that I want. They always, like, he's so specifically that guy, right?
3: And he's writing this into this
1: scene because Buck Williams is the
3: coolest guy. Seeing him just like
0: melting down in a mall food court twice a week. Yes. I want the chocolate chip. (laughs) I want the big one, but I only want half of it. <laughs> you get, don't sell me the whole big one. Just give me half no, of it. Just
2: give me half. Chew the other half and spit it in my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Feed me like a mama bird. I
0: got it before. I got this at the one in Albuquerque.
4: You got to do it here, too, in Phoenix.
2: More than one way to skin a cat, Buck said, I guess. Uh, they (laughs) moseyed back to the gate. A few more passengers had gathered, and the woman at the counter announced that their plane had finally arrived. Buck and Chloe sat watching as the arriving passengers filed past, looking tired. I guess that's the end of that paragraph <laughs> carefully folded his cookie sack <laughs> Oh, why is it a cookie sack why is it a sack of cookies and uh, laid it in his carry-on bag how big was this sack I'll be on a plane to New York at 8 tomorrow morning he said I'll have this with coffee and think of you <laughs>
0: My man, that'll horny, be 7 o'clock a-
2: <laughs> okay hold on I'll be on a plane to New York at 8, o'clock to- at eight tomorrow morning yeah I'll how this coffee and think of you. Yes. that is his. That is his. That is his overture to Chloe. Right. Like this yes. is how Chloe responds. That'll be seven o'clock my time. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe said, "I'll still be in bed, Ooh. anticipating my cookie and dreaming of you." Hey, hey guys. Hey. <laughs> hey. Oh hey, scrub daddy. Hey, what's going hey, on? Hey, hey Andrew. Yeah. What's What's hey. up? <laughs> oh hey. hey what's hi, going hi,
0: on? hi James. <laughs>
2: hey, yeah. <Scrub> daddy. <laughs> Not our name. Do <laughs> you? Please, please
0: uh, do you ever? Um... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Anticipate your cookie.
2: <laughs> I try not to. I spend all day, every day, anticipating my cookie, scrub daddy. I, I, I think about it all the time, <laughs> and I can't wait for you to clean the spoon uh, after. I like, I, I, I like
0: to get the cookie, and I like
1: to. What do you like?
0: What do you like to do with like the,
1: the cookie, scrub daddy? scrub.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. Just call. Just call me Eustace. Cause I oh, like to scrub.
2: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Scrub Daddy. Do you want to hang out for the rest of this or do you want to uh I'd
0: I'd love to,
1: thanks. Leia, no, so. I'd I'd prefer I'd prefer you not. It's um, okay. i gonna... shot
0: him with a very quiet gun.
1: Oh, okay. Thank you for that, Brian. The gun from Great. Riven, actually. It's a
2: Oh, the quiet gun. Quiet. <laughs> uh, well, uh here's Yeah, so so Chloe so is there... Chloe is
1: anticipating her cooking.
2: <laughs> yes. Um we're still playing around the edges, Buck thought. Nope. Neither of us will say anything serious. Buck loves edging. Let's just be very clear. Yeah, yeah. Buck. Buck Gooner King. He's got his own <laughs> cave right next to Josh's in Ong's hat. In Ong's hat, yeah. Uh, oh, wait till you're up then, he said. Tell me when you're going to eat your cookie. No. Nope. Chloe studied the ceiling. Hmm, she mused. When will you be in your most important, most formal meeting? Oh, this
0: is kinky. Uh, It's so kinky. This is
2: kinky. Whoa. Probably sometime late morning at a big hotel in New York. Carpathia is coming. Oh, she, I want you to. For (laughs) some joint. I want you to. I want
0: want you to eat your cookie in front of the president of the world. Yeah.
2: Right? Yeah, yeah, Holy yeah. This is totally cookie. shit. This is totally sex cookie. She put it this in her snack. This cookie snatch. time for sex. She, me. she put
0: that up there.
2: Oh, an announcement with Cardinal Matthews and other religious lead and other religious leaders. <laughs> Where, whenever that is, I'll eat my cookie. Oh Chloe my said. God! And I dare you to eat yours then too. You'll learn not to dare me. <laughs> oh, Buck smiled, boy. but he was only half kidding. I know no fear. Ha. <laughs> huh. She said, You're afraid of the parking garage here, and you're what? not even the one walking through it alone. Is that because of that car that what? exploded? I think so. Okay. Part of Buck reached for her cookie sack. <laughs> he's gonna come on. What it. are you doing? He's, she said. He's gonna drizzle. We're not it. hungry, remember? Just smell this, he said. Fragrance is such a memory enhancer. Oh my
0: god. He <laughs> opened
2: her cookie sack and held it up to her face. His no, to face. his face. Oh, to his face. It's her face. cookie
0: his face.
2: With mm. his comeliness. He's, got, on it. he's, he's got his cookie in her face. Cookie dough, chocolate, nuts, butter, you name it. He tilted it toward her, uh and she leaned to sniff it. I do love that smell, she said. Buck reached with his other hand and (laughs) cupped her cheek in his palm. He didn't pull away, but held his look. Remember this moment, he said. I'll be thinking of you while I'm gone. Me too, she said. Now close that bag. That cookie has to stay fresh, (laughs) so the smell will remind me. This is unbelievable, Josh. This is a (laughs) real job. This is why I had to read the fucking book, son of a bitch.
1: I don't care about all this, my feet. This scene did not get adapted to the movie, by
0: the
2: no, way. That's why I
1: had to include is it. They're kind of they, they like, but it not a, really. It's yeah, just it's, they, they're like in the mall rather than at the airport. And they're like, oh, here's a cookie. I'll eat my cookie. It's a, re- oh, yeah. it's a
0: reference for the heads. It's a reference yeah, for, it's a, for it everyone. Is. It's like you remember,
1: you remember that cookie. You're, this had to have awakened something in some. This way. is this oh, right. is easily God. the most memorable scene in the entire book. I cannot. Yeah.
0: You made this up. You wrote this down. You, you did You typed this. this out. I cannot J- believe Jerry B. it. Jerry, be you.
2: Jerry, be you. I cannot believe it.
0: Wow what 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 has happened in the other books that we don't know okay I've, I've thrown out my idea for the other rapture movies we're gonna watch in the future we're just gonna read through this entire series this, this <laughs> that's what this podcast is now we're doing one left one behind book a week podcast. and then then once we're done with the left behind books it's over we're we're going we're going home so this is gonna be done by like summer
1: <laughs> it's jerry's endless summer now uh. i i
0: I I I just I don't even I don't know what to do. No, my, like you're genuinely. I, I, I don't know I, what I, to I've do. I've seen
1: I've seen what it is like. Oh, did we lose Brian? Oh no. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um,
0: my my body yeah, is breaking down. My nerves are falling yeah. apart. Well, I was
1: about to say, Brian. Like I've seen what it looks like for you when you're like leaning into something <laughs> for the sake of the bit. But this I can tell that this is genuinely breaking. I'm your I'm just brain trying right
0: to now. cope with it. Like I, yeah. I, I can't even like envisage a bit that I can craft it's with this. So
2: it's incredible. It's so visceral. Like how did they? How did no one be like? This is clearly. About panties. Because like, it's, what? it's,
0: it's, it's, it's they're, they're they're Christians, AJ. They don't know. They just
2: think it's a weird no, little thing
0: about do a
1: cookie
2: bags. No, no, they, they, they just love J- the cookies. They love the Jerry sugar, the knows. butter, the
1: flour. Jerry knows. Oh. Jerry clearly
2: knows. Wow. Jerry yeah. probably
1: does this with his wife, but it's not with a
2: cookie. You know what I mean? Yo. Yeah. Just fingering each other in the Mrs. Fields. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still
0: waiting for my half cookie, damn it!
1: <laughs>
0: oh, I've already finished twice.
2: Yeah, That's what makes the batter so special. Like, where do we go from here? I got some
1: more notes about what happens in the movie, but who fucking
0: cares? I'm sorry,
1: AJ. Do you think? Yeah. You said you said what
0: that makes the what so special? The
2: batter. Yeah. The so what special. are
0: cookies baked from? Batter. Dough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're thinking of cake, AJ. <laughs> Uh, have, no. you, have you ever baked a cookie i have but they're usually just on the sheets you yeah know. yeah oh, were they wet were, were they well, dribbling <laughs> <laughs> through your fingers every time i'm trying to break every time i try to bake cookies kirk cameron bursts into my kitchen and starts jizzing <laughs> so i want
1: to um just break down a couple more points of what happens in the movie just so we can yeah. trace it
2: yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So we've already broken us down, Josh. We've broken. broken us thoroughly. <laughs>
1: I will bend but not break. Um, yes. That's after, what Jerry says
0: at the cookie shop. Yeah. That's
1: right, Brian. Rayford becomes Carpathia's pilot, right? Yes. He yes. is the new guy who is flying. Global Community One or whatever.
0: Yeah, which, not a bad plot
2: beat, actually. It's
1: kind of a bad plot beat because, again,
0: Carpathia's just really stupid and he's hiring the entire Tribulation Force to be his best friends.
1: Yeah, sure. it, and, and it doesn't really make a great deal more sense in the book, although I will say in the book there is a sort of interesting beat about how, like, basically Carpathia takes Air Force One from the President of the United States as, like, a show of dominance. Oh, sure. Um, oh, okay. interesting. That, okay. that
0: man's name? Gerald Fitzhugh. OK, this this sounds very deus ex, actually. It
2: is a little deus ex, which yeah. is, I think, why I like it. If Carpathia knew that it was a tribulation force and was just like, no, you're going to do what I say anyway, because I'm such a good like speaker and you, I'm going to convert yeah, you to my side. You but, may think you're fighting against me, but you don't want to. But they make I think it. That's at least interesting. But he's not good enough at they, rhetoric to do that. They
0: make it so clear in the movie, though, that they're pulling one over on him.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that it's that being God done is
0: in smarter secret than the devil. And then yeah. it becomes like this debate about, you know, do you can you stop something bad by by joining the system and changing it from within, which is really strange. Yeah, well that, yeah. that
1: and there's a big piece of that in the book too. What I will yeah. say is that, you know, there's there's a plot issue here as well, like a very obvious gaping plot hole, ding, which is that if Rayford became the pilot for Nikolai Carpathia. He could just 911 the plane and kill yeah, the antichrist.
4: He kill him
0: so easily. Now, yeah. of course, you and I know, Josh, that killing him is only the beginning. Right. Right. That's what happens with the book. I think it's just called Assassin.
2: Yeah, yeah, right.
0: And there is an assassin who kills Nikolai Carpathia, and then he returns.
2: Right. As Nikolai Carpathia again, or yes. as somebody else? But, yeah, he rises then, again, yeah. But then he get because the devil has
1: possessed him, as I recall. Or maybe yeah, that yeah. happens later on. I... Yeah, it's because it, okay. the
0: serpent uh, in Revelation heals the, the wounded head of the beast from the sea, And so Nikolai rises once more, but he is now more powerful than he ever was. But basically, uh, Rayford. This isn't even my
1: final form. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He gets more hit points. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But basically, as as Rayford uh, is now the pilot, this gives him unfettered access to Nikolai Carpathia's, you know, personal laptop. And one of those things is his power book. Yeah. And mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. basically Rayford Steel busts out the world's tiniest CD-ROM. Tiniest which,
0: Do you remember CD-ROM? getting these? These were totally a thing. You'd get them yeah, at like car, car dealerships. Yeah, of course I remember, but here's the thing. They don't fucking fit into a slot loading tray. No, the oh. tray is supposed to come
1: out. The yeah, PowerBook it, G4 is a slot loader. This wouldn't work.
0: This I wouldn't
2: see. work. This wouldn't work. This made me so mad. I thought this was a GameCube game. I thought he was playing a little <laughs> same, yeah. I mean, same size. Same yeah. size. Yeah. I'm
0: gonna play Beautiful Joe on the plane. Uh,
1: <laughs> Rayford has downloaded onto the disc a speech, and yeah. this yeah. is a speech from uh, a man named Rabbi Ben Zion, who is the number one uh, rabbi. I guess. Oh, is he Ben Zion in the books? Or yeah, or, wait, he's is, Ben they're... Judah in the movie. Oh, sorry, his name is. I think his name is Zion Ben Judah. I think that's oh, his name. okay. Anyway, okay. they wanted to be as Jewish about it as possible, right? They were like, what yeah. are some Jewish sounding yeah. names? So they hired a Zion goy Canadian. Zion Ben <laughs> Judah. Perfect. Christ. No. No, not at all. No, not at all. Not <laughs> at all, Christ. No, uh, Christ. And we'll get there. <laughs> Actually, that's the whole bit here, right? Is that um, th- this guy being the number one rabbi who every Jew in the world listens to, I guess, yeah, uh, he, he's
0: the Pope of Jews. He's
1: he's the he's the Jewish Pope. Well, it's, yeah. it's also if you
0: remember, the first Left Behind movie had a guy named Haim Rosenzweig. Rosenzweig.
1: who is in the book, by the way, of Tribulation okay. Force. He just doesn't show up in the movie for some reason. I, I think he does show up in the new
0: Tribulation Force movie with Kevin mm. Sorbo. So. Okay,
1: so Ben Judah is going to go on TV, and on TV he is going to reveal who the real Messiah is, and it and this is really really important because of reasons. <laughs>
2: Yes. Yes. It it is a fundamental misunderstanding of Judaism. Yes. And how uh, rabbinical teachings and studies work at all. I Uh, mean,
1: I think part of the reason is that they're sort of setting it up. And this is more explicit in the book. Yeah. You have this archbishop who has basically been promoted to the new pope and the false pope. He has issued a decree. He's issued one of those things that the pope does. I don't know what they're called. I'm not a fucking Catholic. A bull. Um, Thank you. And his papal bull has basically said, "Yeah, um Nikolai Carpathia is good, actually, and we should all follow him." And so what they're doing here is being like, "Well, what would the Jewish equivalent of that be? Well, it would <laughs> be the some most guy. It would be some guy who is, I guess, the most esteemed and most
2: well- studied rabbi. And what's weird is that, like if you wanted to set it in this sort of fantasy world that like post-apocalypse, uh, every sect of judaism all came together and like united and created that's one like way to go about it world building yeah. wise but the way this presents it is like oh no this is the way it's always been for judaism. yeah you know you would have
1: to make a mechanical effort to do it but it's very clear that lahey and jenkins don't they don't understand know. judaism they have no, they have no idea they what they're see, talking they about they see judaism which is the case with i would say most evangelicals all these guys as yeah. basically pre-patch christianity right that's exactly like, yes. how they see it yes because yes, that's what well, that's, was just JPEGs they, of boats. They, they
0: right. see Judaism as being the same thing that was being practiced before the Roman occupation, right? And they mm. see it as like this one singular unified thing. They just don't have a temple anymore, but there's probably a a, a high priest somewhere, right? There's probably a <laughs> we'll figure this
2: out later. High priest yeah. DK. How, how much could a Judaism cost, Michael? Ten yeah. dollars.
0: And a very important part of uh, dispensationalist theology is that a certain number of Jews have to convert. Right. This is why, if you remember when why? we were talking about Voice of the Martyrs, how how you know the the creators of of that group were Jewish people who had converted to Christianity because of the Anglican mission to the Jews. This is where this comes from. It comes from Anglican Christianity again, uh, and and specifically like post Cromwell Protestantism. Uh, again, check out the the episode of Fruitless that they just Ooh. did about the history of all this stuff. But like, sure. this was a big project that you have to convert a certain number of Jewish people and or create the state of Israel. It turns out once we get to the 20th century to make the apocalypse occur.
1: And that and number, 144,000, the book specifically, yeah. uh, and it's not mentioned in the movie, but the book specifically no. talks about this over and over again about how there are going to be exactly 144,000, uh, like Jewish Christian evangelists who form this remnant in that it's going to be their job to go out there and convert others. And It's implied that they are the only Jews who are going to, you know, make it out. Yeah. Um, And Um, nobody else. uh, 144,000 and nobody else. I always liked
0: Jehovah's Witnesses because they also believe in the 144,000 in that there will be 144,000 people exactly in heaven. And somewhere along the line, they did the math and they were like, oh, well, that, that actually means that no one else is going to heaven now. So we get the earth. We get the earth. There's, there's some people who are going to get heaven, but the rest of us are going to get the earth at, at the end of it all.
1: So in, in the way that it works, then in the movie, is that rather than getting super into the weeds with all of this, you know, stuff that Tim LaHaye thinks is literally true. Yeah. We just kind of go to Jerusalem. But I'm curious to hear, AJ, how this all lands with you, because I'm assuming this is all brand new
2: information. I mean, pretty much. I mean, it, we. We. Discussed it a little bit, I think, in our first episode, and especially in the Thief in the Night episode, we got into, like, more of the specifics of all this, but, you know, it just, it feels like it's so in the weeds that, like, this movie is trying desperately to, like, appeal to non-Christians, but they just can't help but, like, eat their own assholes because they have to get, like, (laughs) bogged down in the minutiae of this, like, numbering shit, which is, you know it's just not very accessible like and also i don't know when you portray the middle east as being uh a warehouse set where there's, like, a goat wandering <laughs> around. <laughs> like, it's not, they don't even do, like, the orange thing that, that no. like, movies usually do when you go to the Middle East where everything is just perpetually orange. Like that it's new just,
1: movie about uh, Mary, like, the
2: Mary, Mary musical. the Musical. yeah yes. oh, right. were to the other day? The, the, uh, Journey to Bethlehem. My yes, favorite thing that is that, one, that
0: yeah. the music in this one, too, they do the microtonal singing again. They do, yeah. But they've added, like, a Yiddish, like, fiddling to it to like yes. make it so it's like, oh no, Sounds we just crazy, mean- no? Yeah. <laughs> exactly!
1: But that's all they know!
2: That's, that's yeah. all, all they, they
0: got. fucking know! It's microtonal music and fiddles
2: It was it was weird during that one scene when he was meeting with a rabbi and there was just a guy in the background who just screamed I have five daughters!
0: <laughs> yeah, this was right before Christians all got really into Modest Yahoo. So, you know, sure. a oh, new sure, left sure. behind movie should just be full of bad reggae.
1: So, uh... <laughs> Yes, we have now heard the uh, microtonal chromatic structure. So that's how we know that we're in Jerusalem, along with the little, of course, subtitle that says Jerusalem. Ben Judah is going to be given this dang speech and Rayford and Buck basically have a conversation about what they need to do to fix things because
0: they have instantaneously solved the thing about like, oh, the fire, it's the witnesses. They just come back into the scene. They're like, that's what that is. Right. And so they realize that these witnesses have a utility.
4: Come on, Ray, Ray, look, ma- the Messiah will be pierced without breaking a bone. We all know that was Jesus Christ. He was stabbed when he was hanging on the cross.
0: Ben uh. Judah God, was so going annoying. to announce that Jesus
4: Christ is the Messiah. They changed the speech.
0: But how are they going to get Ben
4: Judah to read it? Nikolai's got a lot of people under his power. We've got to get to Ben Judah. And then what? I mean, if he has all these people under his power or spell or whatever you want to call it, it's supernatural. What can you do? I can't do anything, but God can. Oh. The only thing that's going to break it is the power of God. But how? We get Ben Judah face but to face how? with the Word of God. Buck. We take him to the witnesses.
1: Hmm. God, this is so boring. Like I'm just listening of, to this again now yeah. and it's like, God, like there's nothing here. There's nothing. The sound yeah. the
2: soundtrack also doesn't help. Uh, it's it it's like it's implying that there's stakes where it's like yeah. really trying to like up it. But there's just there's nothing here. They gotta get to the witnesses. Yeah. And they gotta like again, not the, kiss. The like the that's most, that's the hardest thing about the this scene is that they just can't kiss.
0: Dangerous thing that they can do in this story is like have peace and especially in Israel, right? Like for Christians to believe that their theology, it's less about like hastening on the apocalypse and more about like, we have to keep proving that our theology is correct by hook and by crook. And so if there is ever peace in Israel, that is the worst possible thing that there could ever be, right? We need this country only to exist in a constant state of tension that will eventually lead to its own destruction. That yeah. is I mean, how we construct society. That is how we construct the cosmology. That is what God wants.
2: Right, right. It is like you were talking about with the comfort article earlier. Like yeah. these absolute whack jobs are like losing their minds over what's happening over there right now because they they need that death and destruction. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, how can you build a faith based on love if you're actively rooting for the deaths of others? Like it's just, it's fucking heinous. Yeah. It's so fucking gross. I and this is the part of the movie that I that really got me, I think, the most. Oh, did you get like angry? Yeah, I did because it was because it is just it's so like there's such a hubris to it, right? Uh This idea that like if all the Christians left, that society would immediately collapse in on itself. And I don't know how to tell you this, bro. The majority of the world isn't fucking Christian right? It's not like, like the world yeah, would be China just goes
0: chugging along like...
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, no, no, like things would be pretty much the same and that, the parts of the movie well, where things except, are pretty except much for the same. Except for where same.
1: it wouldn't, right? I, I, yeah. I, I think that's an interesting piece too that they don't really reckon with in any meaningful way. Is like yeah,
0: America is the world, yeah. America would have to be yeah. the world
1: and like, it also means that there would basically be nobody left in the southeastern United States at all. Parts of it would be, would function pretty well. Parts of it would be uh, crippled, but Not because the good people are gone, but just because there would be a very specific and clear and obvious population loss. The piece about, like, well, who can say what happened? Like, it would be
2: so clear right away what happened it would be so clear yeah immediately and it's and it's also the thing that like it's why the leftovers I think is the best version of the rapture that will ever be written until we watch a
0: movie that I will have us watch at some point
2: okay great Uh, but it is this thing where it's just like it's just random people and it's a very small percentage of the population that just vanishes and the world pretty much carries on as is it's just that it's more about like the interpersonal relationships of like what happens when a family breaks down because Because like one member of that family has gone. What happens with a family that doesn't lose anyone in that world and still breaks down just because of like the randomness of people. And and think
0: about think about like covid and how many people have died because of covid-19. Right. Which statistically is a small number. Right. Like it's not that many people. It has not. Although we did have all this chaos and supply lines and stuff. That was also because of ways of addressing covid. Um,
1: But yeah. No. You look at the number. It's like it's a tenth of a percent. But like it does change things. You know, it's not that it
0: changes nothing emotionally. It's that, yeah, it doesn't necessarily matter to the larger scheme of things of how economies keep rolling along, but it does absolutely matter. It does change something about how you understand the world and how you
2: see it. It's amazing that we were able to weave COVID into the story more effectively than <laughs> the actual left behind 2023. Adaptation. Are you saying
0: we might be more smart than Kevin Sorbo? I
2: don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't think so. That's He's, impossible. He's read Brick. <laughs> this whole thing with like Ben Judah and his proclamation, this basically anchors the back quarter of the book as well yeah. as the back third of the film. Um So they get to have more debates with them. Right. Lots yeah. of debates. Lot, but I do want to just play a, Quick clip of our introduction to Ben Judah because he's a little,
4: well, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Rabbi Ben Judah. Yes. Hi. My name is Buck Williams. <laughs> I think the whole world knows who you are.
0: Wait a second. Oh, wait a second. Buck <laughs> well, Williams. A, uh-huh. Rabbi Ben Judah, uh-huh. a uh-huh. sheep in a dining area. <laughs> yeah. What is this? I don't know what this
1: is. <laughs> he prefers the company of men.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we get we finally get to the witnesses, right? We get to the Wailing Wall. Yeah. They're gonna, the climax of this movie no is to, this, this. to get to the witnesses. There's no this clips of this been...
0: because this is purely visual. You can't but like, see it. This right, is the yeah. best part of the movie. Um, By in, far and away. In bad it's insane. ways and good ways. Yeah. It's so yep. fun to watch them like... Uh, Breathe fire, and it's like obviously fire coming out of like a propane
2: tank. They also briefly stop time by singing Amazing Grace, and I just right. and the guards start yelling, "Stop riffing!" and <laughs> like start like point their guns at this, this
1: angel woman. This is the point where you've got this like angel question mark yeah. that Rayford saw earlier, who then yeah. magically shows back up in Jerusalem yeah. and sings Amazing Grace to stop time. This is like so a classic this is like yeah. a
0: classic guideposts or chicken soup for the soul story where it's like mm. oh yeah there was a guy who was gonna rob me and then there was this woman who showed up and she started singing amazing grace and then he ran off and it's like and then that woman disappeared I bet she was an angel they, they just yeah, do right. that yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're actually doing a really good Bradley Cooper as Bernstein <laughs> right now in,
0: instead of just doing something from Revelation where she walks up to Rafer and she's like eat this scroll she shoves it in his mouth
4: yeah, and he's well, like ooh it's tasty and then he's
0: like ooh my my tummy hurts this happens in the book of revelation by the way I'm not making this and up it is,
2: and it's also one of these things where I was so <laughs> bored like watching this part that my 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 eye was like just drawn to the background a lot and what's yeah. so funny is that when they freeze time all the guards are frozen but the candlelight is just like flickering oh, around in that's the background funny. yeah funny. so it is it is like it's like god guys just they just froze the guys slow they down the video well, they, come on well, they do
1: slow down the video when the guys
0: get set <laughs> on fire and it looks do.
2: awful it looks, oh, it looks so, so bad. bad. And in that case, it.
1: they were using frame duplication. They were. When in fact, it's what the- they should have done was overcrank the camera. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. You're yeah. learning. <laughs>
0: But yeah, no, they must have had like about 15 seconds of guys on fire, and then they decided that... These guys are on fire.
1: But just play it. They didn't play that much footage anyway. No, and they didn't play the the song either. I wanted to hear, these guys are on
0: fire. So the witnesses also speak in tongues, not in the Pentecostal sense, but in the Pentecostal sense, as in at Pentecost. You you like what I did there? They speak every language all at once. Right. Uh, Kirk Cameron films them, but that doesn't matter. They don't end up on TV. Uh, so part
1: that. Of, the, part that. of the broadcast ends up on TV and then Carpathia cuts it off. This, by the way, if the stakes of this scene feel confusing, which yeah. they are. Yeah. Yes. It actually, this is a part in the book where it makes a little bit more sense, but I think hmm. they thought it would be less exciting, which is sure. that hmm. Buck and uh, Ben Judah basically just go to the wall and everybody is afraid to, wa- and there's a bunch of people there, right? Okay, okay. But everybody's afraid yeah. to walk up to them because in the past, people who walked up to them have, you know, gotten fire breathed on them yeah. and, ran, right, and you right, know, right. fucking died. But they do walk up to them. And then they have this like really special moment. And then later on, there's a second scene where they like sneak in and talk to them in a, in, in the dead oh. of night or something oh, twice.
0: Okay. Yeah, twice. I feel well, like it's not, you're not doing a good job as God's witness. If you're just breathing
2: fire on everybody, you got to tell somebody what you're on about. These guys
0: are just fucking setting people on fire. They're not paying attention. They're just causing right. trouble, well, which is <laughs> actually <laughs> biblically true, right? They're just, yes. they're, they're a
2: they're menace. Scamps. They're a menace. Yeah. They're red on top of the mountain. Just people keep coming up, challenging them, getting fire breathed on them.
0: The two witnesses are actually the American Dennis the Menace and the British Dennis the Menace.
1: I I, I did want to uh, take a moment here as well to point up the scene in the movie where Buck and Rayford actually before they go and they see the two witnesses. AJ, you had alluded to this toward the beginning as well. Right. This was hands down the most sexually charged scene in the movie.
2: They pray together, which is Kirk Cameron puts his hand on uh, Rayford's shoulder and uh, they have to pray. But uh, Josh, you sent us a clip from this from the book, which, yeah, is,
1: which is much actually, more
2: explicit. Yeah. I think. And
1: what's interesting is the one in the book is actually a completely different scene and it's mm. happening in a completely different place. It's everybody rather than just Buck and Rayford. Oh. But I think that, yes, if, if one of you wants to read this I excerpt, it. Yeah, Brian, yeah. Brian, should do it. it captures the horniness of prayer pretty well. <clears throat>
0: As Rayford knelt there, he realized he needed to surrender his will to God again. <laughs> Ugh. Apparently that happens. Apparently, this would be a daily thing, giving giving up the logical, the personal, the tight-fisted, closely held stuff. Rayford felt so small, so inadequate before God that he could not oh. seem to get low enough. He oh. crouched, he squatted, he tucked his chin to his chest and Uh yet he still felt proud exposed hell yeah dude Bruce had been praying aloud but he suddenly stopped and Rayford heard him weeping quietly a lump formed in his own throat
2: I'll form a lump in your throat come on okay he missed his family but
0: he was deeply grateful for Chloe for his salvation for these friends Mm. Rayford knelt there in front of his chair, his hands covering his face, praying silently. Whatever God wanted was what he wanted, even if it made no sense from a human standpoint. The overwhelming sense of unworthiness seemed to crush him, and he slipped to the floor and lay prostrate on the carpet. A fleeting thought of how ridiculous he must look assailed him, but he quickly pushed it aside. No one was watching. No one cared. And anyone who thought the sophisticated airplane pilot, no one thinks airplane pilots are sophisticated, had taken <laughs> leave of his senses would have been right. Rayford stretched his long frame. Let's go. Let's flat go. on the floor. Yes. Hell yeah. The backs of his hands on the gritty carpet. face His down, face <laughs> buried the like in it. his palms. Oh. Occasionally, one of the others would pray aloud briefly, and Rayford realized that all of them were now Face down on the floor. What is this? Byzantium?
2: It's much much better if you're vocal about it.
0: Yeah. Rayford lost track of the time, knowing only vaguely that minutes passed with no one saying anything. He had never felt so vividly the presence of God. So this was the feeling of dwelling on holy ground. What Moses must have felt when God told him to remove his shoes. Rayford wished he could sink lower into the carpet, cut a hole in the floor... And hide from the purity and infinite power of God. He was not sure how long he lay there praying listening After a while he heard Bruce get up and take his seat humming a hymn Humming a hymn
1: Humming a hymn. We love humming a hymn. Don't (laughs) we? Humming a hymn
0: Soon they all sang. Hums for hymns. Soon they all sang quietly and returned to their chairs. All were teary-eyed Finally Bruce spoke We have experienced something unusual, he
1: said. We sure have, Bruce. (laughs) I don't know what to do with that, but I wanted to throw it out there and see what you guys
2: thought. Wait. Humming a hymn? Yeah. Bruce. What is this? What is this?
0: That's what I've been asking this whole time. A prayer circle? No, no, it's not. It's not a circle. It can't be a circle.
2: It's a prayer square.
0: How would they stretch out their long frames without oh, bumping that's good. into each other? That's a good point.
2: It's a good point. That is a good point. I've been owned by facts and logic.
0: <laughs> they were all wearing leather harnesses.
2: Oh, <laughs> no! Oh, boy! There's a big-ass sign in this thing that just says triage. I don't know what that point was. Of- it's just a big sign that says triage. Yeah, so we have well, just
1: decided to wear something unusual.
2: From International mail. The church is also a hospital in the movie, but I don't uh, know. There's a firefighter. I, yeah. and like, what did all these firefighters do that got them left behind? Yeah, just, there's well, a
1: firefighter. Just... There's a guy uh, wearing a construction helmet. There's a motorcycle cop. It's it's the disco version of pathologic. The horniness yeah. of that prayer scene is something else, and I feel I dig like it, it. I
0: dig that. I, I thought, I thought, like, I, thought it, like, I thought it was going to yeah. be horny between two men, but no, this is about the eroticism of one's connection with God. Right. That
2: uh I, I I actually I love. Yeah, I you love gotta that. be agape. You gotta mm. really agape yourself <laughs> you before the Lord. <laughs> but
1: but yeah, I don't know. It it is it does seem like this just gets sublimated into pure man yeah. on man action yeah. in the movie. Well
2: and this
0: right? is something yeah. I think that this sort of eroticism is something that like the author, playwright, and screenwriter Sam Hunter understands mm-hmm. right yes. with his play The Harvest, where he uses mm. speaking in tongues. In this sort of way, in these very long scenes that are all just in tongues. There is a very important touch that happens in this movie. This was the one thing that I really remembered aside from the guys breathing fire from this film from growing up. AJ, I'm so sorry. I did not warn you about the time code of this, but there is a jump scare in this movie. Kind of, yeah. Were you frighted? No. Oh, boy. I was so
2: bored. I was so bored. That's the thing. It's like you but can't. You're, you're the most susceptible man I to am, jump scares. I am, but it was a very poorly executed jump scare. It is. It is it's
0: really bad. I didn't remember quite yeah. how bad it was. I remembered the good parts. Uh, yeah. So Rayford, because he is saved, even though even though Buck shakes his hand earlier in the movie and this doesn't happen, whatever. Rayford, because he is saved, shakes Nikolai Carpathia's hand and sees him for what he is, which is a uh, guy with no eyes scary scary (laughs) scary and so we get this little like uh reptile sounds like (laughs) his face flashes red for some reason and then his eyes disappear what it should be is it briefly cuts to rayford cuts back to nikolai there's a sound going on and his eyes are already gone and his like face is actively hollowing in front of him yeah it's like almost good they just needed some little bit of discretion.
2: Yeah, there's no there's also no build up to it. No. Like, you know, there's no like strings or anything. It's just like pop and then well, it's done. Well, that's part of
0: what makes it what could make it work, right? Is yeah. that there's just no build up at all. They're having this conversation. There's a little there's supposed to be tension from Rayford copying that speech onto the CD, which he doesn't finalize. He doesn't finalize the disc. It won't play on another device anyway. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Like the, the
0: nothing
2: takes, about this disc makes
1: sense.
0: But then he shakes that hand, and it comes out of nowhere, and it's like ah. And it got to me when I was a kid. Because uh, I was a little bitch, but...
2: Oh, uh, sure. But it's, I mean, that would be terrifying to a child. The it's man with the eyes. Antichrist. Yeah. It's, it's him. It's very spoopy. But it yeah. also is just like, I feel like it also tips its hand too much. Because yeah. I, yeah. I think there could be a lot of fun if maybe they're like, well, is Carpathia actually the Antichrist or is he not? But as you said, Josh, they already blew that in the last movie yeah, where we he no, shot exactly. two guys in the fucking face. And, yeah. you know,
1: that it's just, it's so frustrating from top to bottom. And plot wise things Wait, hold, end on, ex- hold on top <sighs> bottom yeah mm. what is this I, I don't know what, what do you think Brian what do you think it is
0: I have no idea okay. Josh I'm sorry for interrupting you
2: because <laughs> <laughs> right after we meet the witnesses there are 15 minutes left in the yeah, movie and yeah. I was like What's going to happen? <laughs> and it's
1: just kind of <laughs> over. Like the answer ben well, is
0: yeah, Ben Judah becomes a Christian yeah, and, and does his big Pope of Jews speech where he's like right. all the prophecies in the Old Testament were actually fulfilled by Jesus. We've just been doing it wrong for 2000 years. Sorry. And this yep. is
1: written in a way in the book where it really it is fully the climax, right? And there's sort of like one of the one of the most annoying things about Jerry Jenkins' writing style is that he does quick cuts where like it'll be like oh, just, yeah, okay. it'll just be like a little bit oh, of a scene yeah. and then a little line like a line break yep. to let you know, oh, now we're somewhere else. And so it's all these different people in all these different places watching so TV. We're getting,
0: yeah, we're getting the Truman Show,
1: basically. Basi- it is. It's yeah. the end of the Truman Show. That's exactly right. <laughs> and it's everybody, like, and it's Carpathia being like, no! You know, and it's it's just a fucking... Anyway. I
0: love the part where Nikolai starts to, like, yell at God at yeah. the end. Yeah, 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 that He's, was like, good. He's, like, looking up at the ceiling of his plane. He's like, this is not
4: done! <laughs> This is not over. I will get you. (laughs) The last
1: piece of, I guess, the the Ben Judah bit that I wanted to point up is once again, something from the book. This is a little earlier when Buck is trying to own Ben Judah with facts and logic. In the long history of Judaism, Rabbi Ben Judah was saying, there have been many evidences of the clear hand of God. More during Bible times, of course. But the protection of Israel against all odds in modern wars is another example. The destruction of the Russian Air Force, leaving the Holy Land unscathed, was plainly an act of God. Remember that bit from the first book? (laughs) Buck turned in the seat of the car. I was here when it happened! (laughs) I read your account, Ben Judah said. But by the same token, Jews have learned to be skeptical of what appears to be divine intervention in their lives. Those who know the scriptures know that while well, Moses had the power to turn a stick into a snake, so did Pharaoh's magicians. They could also imitate Moses' turning water into blood. Daniel was not the only dream interpreter in the king's court. I tell you this only to explain why these two preachers are being looked upon with such suspicion. Their acts are mighty and terrible, but their message anathema to the Jewish mind. Actually, he doesn't say anathema. He says an anathema, which, oh my God, come on. Um, They needed you as an editor. But they're talking about the Messiah, Buck said. (laughs) And they seem to have the power to back up their statements, Ben Judah said. And this is my favorite part. But the idea of Jesus having been the Jewish Messiah is thousands of years old. His very name is as profane to the Jew as racial slurs and epithets are to other
2: minorities. That would explain why, when Carpathia at the beginning of the film is like, "I will eradicate racism," and mm. you see Buck Williams go, "No!" <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like every once in a while, there's just like this insane, like that's it, so good. And these corners get rounded off in the movie, but it's like that's one of the most anti-Semitic things I've read in a bit. Yeah. Like, no, oh yeah. 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 All, first of all, what? What are you talking about Jerry B Jenkins?
2: Yeah, I can't even like follow the steps of logic that would get him to that conclusion other than can, he just hate, I can I think I just think he hates Jews. Exactly. I mean what well, it sounds that's like he just hates like Jews. I can because it
0: but it's so deeply steeped in yeah. the mythology of American evangelical Protestantism yes. that, that and it's incoherent to those outside of it. It can yeah. maybe sell someone who's not an evangelical Protestant on the idea if they've never talked to a Jewish person about Jewish theology and this is their first experience of it. And they think that the author by nature of being a guy who wrote a book knows what he's talking about. But like this, it right. just doesn't fucking make any goddamn sense. It's
1: the old trope of the Jews killed Christ. Yes. But like putting, Romans did. But <laughs> putting it now into the mouth of a Jewish character, but, but framing it as like, well, this is what Jews were, like. It, it's got, it's so many levels of fucked up yeah it's also the sort of thing now where like i look at this and i'm like i don't know where to put it i don't know where to put any of this well and it
0: it shows it shows who these people are it shows how the project of philo-semitism in america especially is a deeply anti-semitic one
1: right is one that
0: like that doesn't mean every adherent is anti-semitic there are people who right but this is coming from the people who are leading the thought these are from the people who are who are Publishing these books from the people who are putting forward the ideas that Jerry Falwell was putting forward about about the 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 dual covenant right as long as Jews uh, keep maintaining their original covenant which is no one does you know people aren't burning sheep Uh, like, right. <laughs> Samaritans are. And Samaritans are violating other versions of the Torah by doing so. This is a, a destructive, destructive impulse. And it comes from a Christianity that th- the weird thing about this faith is that anyone who followed it in the earliest days believed that the world would be ending in their lifetimes. Right. Right. So when that doesn't happen, you have to create a new tradition. Right. This is not necessarily based on scripture, although it appears in scripture as well. This is about tradition. All this stuff is built on tradition, right? The canonical scripture does not say that that Mary arrived in Bethlehem on a donkey, but tradition maintains that she did. Tradition changes then because the world does not end. Every apostle dies and the world continues on. So you have to develop newer and newer and newer methods. Of course, once they get to the year like 1000, they think, oh, okay, it's going to be a thousand years off, a thousand years on. Let's do some crusades, right? Then you get to Protestantism and you're like, oh, we know we need to pave the way for God on earth. It has nothing to do with Israel. We have to do it here in Europe. We have to keep it going. America, this is part of the idea of Manifest Destiny. This is uh, uh, central to Mormonism. Um, but then you get to the 20th century, deep into the 20th century, and it still hasn't happened, and it still doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime right. soon. It, they've formed the state of Israel even, and, and it's still not going on. So what are we supposed to do? And it just becomes even more flailing and even more insane, and it, it, it floods back in these big waves of destruction. And it is a des- destructive impulse that is in. Entirely antithetical to the actual ideas that Jesus is preaching where he even says you will never know you don't know when this is going to come. You can't work to make it come. All you can do uh, is is uh, make yourself come, I guess. Uh, But all you can do
2: (laughs) and save them in a nice tray for later.
0: All you can do is, you know, sell your things, work to follow me, devote your life to this, to morality, to the betterment of people around you, to the. Inner work of salvation, you cannot apply this to destruction. And yet, over and over and over, it does get applied to destructive ends. Well,
1: because that's the only thing that the project is at its core, right? It is a project that can only define itself in opposition to others. It is not a project that is fundamentally promoting anything for itself, right? Right. Which is why we have 15 books of people not actually doing (laughs) anything. Exactly. Like the fact that this book ends. With the, the number one rabbi in the world, I guess, converting to Christianity and like mm-hmm. thinking about like all of the this going back to like fucking thinking I, it made me think about like Merchant of Venice and yeah. how at the end of yeah. that play, it's such a you know, if you present the happy it, ending, it's a, it's a happy ending if you frame it the way that. Uh, it probably was originally intended, honestly, but what you have is this project of cultural destruction and cultural annihilation that is framing itself up as being the way that we build a beautiful future together. And it points to destruction. It points to external destruction at the hands of an imagined adversary, right? Because that's all it can do. That's all the project can do is imagine adversaries because of the fact that it is in control, Right, the fact yeah. that evangelical Christians are in control of and have been for a long time, at least ideologically speaking, in control of the United yeah. States government. The fact yeah, that right. they have counterpoints around the world who may not be evangelical Christians themselves, but are ultimately enthralled to the project of American empire. You can only right. understand this as a project that can only be relentlessly acquisitive of <laughs> other people's land, of other people's faith, of other people's whatever it is. And ironically, yeah. That's what creates the global community in their imagination where everybody is unified. They're mad that things aren't going to be unified
2: under them. That's the problem. Yeah. But Josh, have you considered that they're just little guys? Like when you're attacking them, you're just attacking a little guy. That's a
1: good point. That's a good point. You know, when you're attacking us, which you shouldn't do. It's It's our our birthday. (laughs) birthday. birthday. (laughs) Be be
2: nice to me. We're trapped in a giant ball. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And if you want to support (laughs) us. Uh, Oh, I moved again. Oh, wow. You know, one thing that one thing that we need because we're just little guys is uh, support uh, from you, our listeners. And if you would like to continue to support us in what we do, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash worst of all. And if you go there, you can subscribe for five dollars or even ten dollars or even twenty dollars a month. And each of those tiers give you additional benefits, rewards, and so forth. I had to make our pitch because we pretty much have hit time now, yeah. And I do, I do want to, you know, properly close us out here.
0: Yeah, I do want to. I do want to add something to the pitch for a second. Hmm, go so for it. I just want to say we have a big project that we want to do this year. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's really only going to be feasible if we hit about a thousand subscribers, just in in. On on Patreon, paid a subscribers, a thousand paid subscribers. So what we're working on right now is we're trying to build those numbers up. We're trying to get them above a thousand and keep them above a thousand. And we're 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 pretty damn close. we're, 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 we're close. so close. And if it happens, there will be some stuff that we haven't even quite figured out logistically just yet. But there will be some real shenanigans, and they might involve a certain. Uh, let's say American state mm. that might have a, a spring inside of it that's also named after the state. There let's might just be say that much.
1: We might be going to a building that has its own zip code.
2: Oh, interesting! And I'm not talking about the Empire State <laughs> Building. So we've spent a lot of today talking about this horrible dog shit movie. Uh and it's is also very interesting the book. Be- and book. And <laughs> yeah. it is and it is fascinating to me that this is like the movie that doesn't even have its own Wikipedia page like every <laughs> other movie that they have has its own separate thing. This one just redirects you to the series because wow. it is so indicative of the Left Behind series itself, right? It is it is full of just the worst of humanity yeah. and, and its worst impulses. It is full of anti-Semitism and Kirk Cameron and <laughs> the end of wait. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Hold on. Anti-Semitism. Hmm. Kirk Cameron. The end of the world. Hmm. What is this? A left behind movie. <laughs> I'm the worst of all possible AJs. <laughs> I'm the worst of all possible Bryans. And I'm the worst of all possible Josh's.
1: See you next week.